It's time to experience Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast. Hey, kid, you want a toy? What do the man know about toys? Action figures each sold separately. Batteries not included. With Kung Fu Grip, the hands that grip. I have three of each, one to display, one to open, and one just in case. Why do you keep all your toys in boxes? How do you play with them? I don't. <laughs> I collect them. You're not a collector's item. You're a child's plaything. You are a toy! Action figures and playsets for ages six and up. Way up! Well, welcome everybody to episode 14. We're calling this episode Conning Around, a return to in-person events. Yeah, I like that title. It came yeah. to me. It just came to me. It's a good title. <laughs> it's a nice play on words. Yeah. So since we last spoke, it was when we were talking about our Star Wars uh, trip down memory lane history session of toys and collectibles. Uh, we've we, we wanted to talk about kind of summertime and a return to more kind of in-person conventions. And obviously um, we're recording this today uh, on July 27th, which is right after we just finished uh, surviving through the first San Diego Comic-Con in person in two years. Right, Chris? So we, we thought we'd talk about that. Obviously we'll talk about SCCC. But we're also going to talk about um, Chris and I's individual adventures at, a, a, at some different cons in person as well. Um, but before we do all that, uh, we do want to touch upon some overall uh, toy news that we thought was pretty relevant since we haven't chatted in a while. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, I was like, a, the only way I can tell you how this weekend was starting with preview night last Wednesday. So, you know, a week ago, in fact, was you remember, Brian, because I think you're you were you were still in that age group where we used to get the, the wish books during, you know, like November. Oh, yeah. And you would sit down and you would just look through the wish book. Now, you knew you weren't getting it all, but you oh, just no, loved yeah. paging through looking. <laughs> That's what this weekend was for me. It was like being a kid and having the wish book right there in front of you and spending hours pouring over the pictures. <laughs> it felt like that way. What you've been clamoring for, Chris, having those PowerPoint slides instead of these little meager short streams. It was your dream, Chris. It was so <laughs> I'm very happy. We'll, we'll talk about it, but uh, I am very, very pleased. I'm looking forward to, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get toy fair, you know, in 2023. Cause that's the other big oh, one I that think I always look will. forward to. Yeah. I think we'll be fine on that regard. I think it, it'll continue on. I think we have PowerCon next and then New York comic-con, right? Yes, that is correct. Right. So we got the Midwest and Ohio, which has become a pretty big ticketed event now, right? PowerCon's getting up there. It's getting up yeah. there in, in it's because uh, I know NECA has a presence there now. And so does Super 7. Yeah. And Sphero Toys, Jason's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm not sure if if um, it's this con or another one that Valiverse is going to go to as well. But I know PowerCon is it's moved. So it used to be in California. And right. Mattel is not going. So Mattel will not have a presence. They've, they've actually kind of I don't want to use the word severed their you know, connection with the con, but they're no longer going and, and being direct influence, but there's a lot of other toy manufacturers that mm -hmm. are going. And then, like you said, we'll get New York comic-con. It'll be interesting to see if Hasbro goes to that with, and we'll talk about yeah. it with, with pulse con, but um, that's true. 
yeah, sure. you've got some big stuff and then, and then like, you know, we'll start the, the new year and hopefully we'll have toy fair in February and we'll, we'll be back to a somewhat normal convention schedule. Yeah, pretty much. Who would have thought? Yeah, there was a time, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, uh, so getting to the, to the toy news here, um, I, you know, wanted to point out, and, and I know we've talked about this a little off air, Brian, is that the pricing squeeze continues to, to oh, be yeah. felt by all of us. Inflation is kicking everybody's rear and with everything costing more, it's eating into people's collecting budgets. And um, I'm seeing that, you know, I'm seeing that with friends that, you know, are longtime collectors. Everyone's having to make those tough choices. And I know for me, I've had to do that. I know we've talked about it. So, yeah. I don't think there's any end in sight to that, unfortunately. Yeah, and I'm seeing an effect. I, I, this is just my reaction to it. When I walk into a Target or Walmart, especially here in Central Florida area where it's always bare bones because there's so many uh, collectors and, and sellers and other people out here. There's a lot of different run the gamut. But I've been seeing more things on the racks that I normally have seen everyone take every, one, every single version up Usually they pick them up and they buy them all. But now I'm seeing some of those duplicates of figures still sitting around because they're a little bit more expensive and there's not as much return on investment from collectors and resellers. Yeah, I definitely think people are being more, um, more, um, they're being careful, more careful with their collecting dollars. And I, I think you're right. Yeah. And I think it's even, you know, even with the, you know, the resellers, you know, if they can't turn it for, you know, a decent margin, they're going to leave it behind, which is good for getting smaller. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, you know, that's something we'll, we'll continue to keep an eye on. I know we've talked about another show, so I don't want to spend too long on it, but I thought it was worth mentioning that it's still, you know, price increases and uh, you know, inflation with other stuff, it's still, making people really have to choose where they're going to put those collecting dollars. And it's exactly. tough when you see, you know, like the stuff that's coming. <laughs> I know there really is some great stuff coming and and it's, you're having to make hard decisions and it, and as we've said before, I'll get on my soapbox just a little bit and I'll say, if it's not within your budget, you don't need it. You know, there will be other ways of commandeering those items later on when you have the money. Don't put bills aside in order to fill your pocket with the items because you have that fear of missing out, right? So make sure you're, if you want something that's great, buy it if it's within budget. Remember that. Don't let the item overwhelm your responsibility. That's a great point. You know, uh, I think, you know, my, my buddy Arnie on a Star Wars action news show, he once said, I would much rather not buy something when it comes out, you know, when, when I don't have the money for it and then buy it on the secondary market and pay more for it when I have the money for it. Now, I know that people don't like to do that, but that's the responsible way to do it. And, you know, you have to. <laughs> I agree. Sometimes you have to make those hard decisions and patience is key. Always. Um, you don't want to jump on uh, buying some, especially in today's market, because there's so many re-releases of things that were once "quote unquote" grails, right? We think of the, the from the from the 12 scale to the three and uh, three quarter scale or 18 scale. We're seeing a lot of figures that were once really hot commodities, right? Stuff that would that would uh, sell on the secondary market for 
uh, sometimes twice the price or three times the price you paid for it when it came out that are being re-released now um, under archives lines or under uh, uh, new numbering with some new card back art um, with the TVC series. You're also seeing that with the larger higher end scale items like Hot Toys. Look, Batman 1989 is getting re-released. Who would have ever thought that, that we get another chance to buy a Michael Keaton Batman? The point is, be patient. Yeah, that's that's good advice. And we'll, there's something, Brian, special that, that I'm going to point out a little bit later in the show that you and I uh, both played the long game on and are going to win out on. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and we're, you know, I'm really glad that we both did, but that's good advice. And I think the other advice is we say here, you know, collect what you love and love what you collect. And yep. that's, that's really ringing true for me. And, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to go too far down this path because I've talked about it on the show before, but I'm kind of realizing that my, my time as a bigger star Wars collector is kind of setting, you know, the sun's setting on that. And I don't mean right. I'm going to stop collecting it, but you know, I have so much of it. And then with all these new properties coming, we're getting a little bit of this and then we're on to the next thing and a little bit of this. And then we're, we're on to the next thing to the eighties and nineties. Y'all we're getting into some stuff we never thought would be become toyetic. Yeah. So, uh, so for me, you know, I'm really being picky there. And I think that people need to just evaluate, you know, if you're not, if, if, you know, I'm having, I guess for me, I'm having more fun collecting other properties than I am sure. star Wars right now. Um, and so I think, you know, you need to take that into consideration where you're putting those. Cause for a long time, I kind of felt like it's almost, it's just kind of like a therapy session, I guess, but it's almost <laughs> like, it's almost like I was, you know, like I was betraying star Wars because right. I, I felt like, you know, and I'm like, no, I don't, I don't owe anything to, you know, to, to that. So exactly. I would urge people to reevaluate your relationship with that property and make sure it's a healthy one. Yeah, exactly. I think that's well said. Speaking of healthy relationships uh, with properties, especially when we talk about Hasbro, um, Hasbro is starting up uh, something they actually did in person back at Star Wars weekends many years ago, but in a much less dynamic and less technology way. Um, there's now 3D printing um, and 3D scanning uh, people's faces, but they used to do that in person at the event. Now they can do it from a selfie shot, right? Shows you how much technology has changed. But Chris, there's all these different options to put yourself on an action figure, but which one doesn't exist? No Jedi's here. Come on, man. Like that's that seems like a home run to me. Right? Well, you've got, you know, you can be the Red Ranger, you can be the Pink Ranger, you can be Ghostbusters, you can be, you know, Snake Eyes. I mean, you can be a X-wing pilot, you could be a stormtrooper, right. but you can't be a Jedi, which for me, I think that would hands down be the number 1 if if you could be a Jedi. I think everybody would would want to be a Jedi. I know for me, that's the one I want. Fun fact, the first one they did, I still have, is myself in Carbonite. Um, it was the, they did that at Star Wars Weekends where they did, you sat on a, a seat and they had, I'm sure all of you have seen videos of this before, um, but the scanners that scan 360 around your head and around your face and get all your face. And they did that on site 
And basically they made it up as if you were going into a carbon freezing chamber and they were scanning you to put you in carbonite, but they were just scanning your face. And then um, in the mail, you received about a month or two later, about six to eight weeks, you received yourself in carbonite. Um, and I still have mine somewhere, but it was a pretty cool thing. And then later on, they did it with um, X-Wing pilots and stormtroopers. But um, but that you know that's what they did at Star Wars Weekends. But it's cool to see them updating that to today's technology and then adapting that to other characters and things. It's, it's a cool... It's a cool refresh to a retro idea. Yeah. And I, I know what you're talking about because I've had some friends that do that. And I think that the carbonized thing was also maybe at San Diego one year as well. You're right. They did yeah. do it on site at SDCC as well. And I think at Celebration once. Yeah. So so it's definitely cool that we're updating that. And for me, I will probably just play the long game until there's a Jedi. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm in no rush to, to get myself. Uh, to get myself uh, turned from a selfie to a figure. Yeah. And, and just so people are wondering, you know, there was some discussion of whether or not you could just get like the X-Wing pilot and pull the head off and put it on a Hasbro, you know, another Hasbro <laughs> Jedi body. The problem is, is they're saying is those heads are not going to be like, you know, the same type of material they use in a Hasbro figure production run. So they're going to be a little bit more delicate. So there's some concern there that if you try to do that, you're going to risk, you know, breaking it um so i'll just wait for the jedi it has to be coming it has to right yeah i think it's only a matter of time i think they're testing the waters on things that are easy to mass produce first roi right return on investment so um i think they're gonna to play you know play that game see how it goes and expand it if it becomes extremely popular i mean i think that's a no-brainer for them i mean there's really not a lot of cost involved for them and we'll get, you know, more information at PulseCon uh, 2022 here, which is going to be happening September 30th and October 1st, which is a Friday, Saturday. So this is the third year for PulseCon. Yep. Uh, it seems like they are they are going to continue doing these conventions. And if I'm not mistaken, well, no, I think they did one in the spring in 2020, but that was yes. probably a in little place. bit. Yeah. Uh, that was, but so I think PulseCon is going to be here to stay. And that's why I said, it'll be interesting to see that close to New York Comic-Con, which is usually mid-October if Hasbro goes there, because I'm sure they're going to, you know, have a lot of announcements and stuff to make. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, it definitely makes sense because as you know, in the past, they, uh, I don't know how many years they did this, but they used to have an in-person um, Hasbro con at the Rhode Island facility, um, they did that a couple of years. So it makes sense that they're continuing some kind of physical con that's just related to their properties. It makes sense. Yeah. So um, I believe that PulseCon, though, is all virtual, like like their right, fan first. Right. Yeah. Versus the HasCon. I think it was called HasCon was the yeah, I think you're right. One. Yeah. 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 And uh, I know because I had, um, I believe I sold them. Yeah. Yeah. I sold them this year. Um, I had the, 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 oh, I might still have it. I don't know. The Captain Rex uh, Hascon exclusive. I remember I had that one for a while. Yeah, that was a hot commodity in its time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just let go of my, uh, my Han and Carbonite and Boba Fett uh, SDCC, sent it off to a new home, a good friend of mine um, who collects all the Black Series in box. So I know it's going to a place where it will be revered. So 
Nice. <laughs> um, you know, so staying with Hasbro here, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about one of our what's become like a a topic we cover quite a bit on the show because I think it's it's just very uh, relevant over the last few years, and that's Haslab once again. Two for two. Had- yeah, not the two for two you want. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, uh, I hate to, I hate to be like the mean guy here, but the Star Wars team, except for I think maybe one member, and you probably know who I'm thinking of, literally I think have lost the beat of the fan base. They they truly don't understand what people want or if they do they're purposely playing vince mcmahon role here and not listening um you know i i just i don't understand like why you would think a project a 500 project on an fx lightsaber was a good idea based on a character that people hadn't even seen their full story arc yet in the show I mean, you're, you're trying to build this off of seeing this character for just a couple of episodes. And it just, it was such a, I mean, from start to finish, just who thought it was a good idea to, to make a lightsaber, a Hazlab project, a lightsaber. And I'll add, it doesn't even spin like the Inquisitor Sabers. It doesn't even spin! You know, it's interesting here as I'm going to, and this is purely my opinion. I have nothing, I have no proof or no evidence to back this up, but uh, it has come up in other topics of conversation, um, you know, and, and toy groups and stuff. But I feel like Lucasfilm was heavy handed here. I think Lucasfilm dictated to Hasbro, you're going to do this lightsaber we're going to approve the the you know the the license for it, but or the, you know the product for it. But you're going to do it as a Haslab, and that's just my gut because I I want to believe that they're not that foolhardy with all the data that points that they have to have to go. Hey, this is a great idea for a Haslab. Let's do a Black Series lightsaber that's five hundred dollars, right? And especially like you, Brian, you pointed it out you that Reva, we didn't even know her character, right? So you're putting up the character's lightsaber. People don't know how they're going to engage with her. And as it turns out, she's kind of ended up being a very um, divisive uh, character. Yes, there's a the word. Community, yeah. You know? um, I have nothing wrong with her character um, whatsoever. I, I think. I think the story was was interesting. I think it was obvious as you watch the series. So I'm not going to give anything away, but uh, I'm just going to say it was obvious where her story arc was going if you were paying attention to the story throughout the series. Um, and I think a little people, uh, I think some people felt let down by that story arc. Some people were like, okay with it. And then some people were like, oh, I wish you would have done it this way or this way, which, which is what you get out of any fan base for anything, yeah. right? That people are truly committed to a universe that they feel like they bought into it, that it's part ownership of them, right? At this point, um, because it's been around for 45 plus years now. Um, and I, I get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, I think you can't do a dream project based off of something that doesn't have an established 
understanding amongst a set fan base. It's, it's a project that's based on people buying into something that they don't even know what it is yet. I mean, in, in, in what way is that ever going to be successful? I mean, there's no way you can be successful trying to get people to give up that large chunk of money to invest in something they don't know what it is. I mean, you have to really be an amazing infomercial seller to do that. <laughs> I mean, th- that's just really hard to do. Yeah. And I'll, I'll point you, rewind the show about five minutes and go back to collectors being careful with their collecting dollars. Yeah. You know, like this is one of the, I mean, uh, it only got, cause they, now they leave it up there when it fails too. And they, they only got 1,413 backers. That, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's nothing. the lowest, uh, you know, that's the lowest I think they've had. I, I don't know what cookie monster is cause he's not there, but I think cookie monster beat this. <laughs> that is a resounding message to Hasbro, to Lucasfilm, to everyone involved with licensing for collectibles and toys that, hey, we either do not like this product, number one, or number two, we don't think this product is worth this type of, of spending money at this type of a venue like HasLab. This is not what we expect from a HasLab project from a HasLab opportunity. This is not what we expect. I mean, look at the turtle van from NECA was not, um, was a set pre-order with payment system options and it was less. Yep. I mean, and it's going to have LEDs and stuff in it. Well, it's like, I don't get it. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, it's two black eyes for the black series right now. I understand that was good. (laughs) Thank you. I understand that one is a, a, a a six inch figure scale, you know, six inch scale, you know, figure the Rancor beast. And one is a role play item, but they're both branded under that black series. And I'll tell you what, man, the TVC fans are going, bring it back to us, man. We funded the sale (laughs) barge. We funded the Razor Crest. Give us the love, man. Well, and they're not—they're not, they're not yeah. wrong, you know. Yeah, and it's funny. It's funny. Like the first time, you went cheap. The second time, you—you you, you tried to to capitalize off of something you thought would be easy because it's it's new and it's fresh and people just want to buy something that's new. Yeah, and it's it's not a good look for them. And and no. you know, I'm I'm sure they don't. You know, I, I think the question I'm sure there was questions asked of them at San Diego Comic-Con about it. Um, I, you know, I haven't been able to f- go through all the interviews that they've done, um, but, you know, we're going to kind of turn it on its head here. And then you had a G.I. Joe project, the second G.I. Joe project, although this one is in the classified scale, the fasted, fastest funded has lab to date like that. I mean, it was just quick. I it mean, was a, it eight was hours, a, huh? Yeah, it was the same day it went up and I was flabbergasted because I didn't think I didn't I, I don't I didn't know how this was going to go over. When they said his tank, I was kind of like, meh, isn't it still up? Yeah, it still has like 15 <laughs> days. It still has 15 days and it's unlocked every tier. Actually, I think it has 19 days. Let me I'm pulling it up here. 19 days. That's I mean, and right now. Made. Yeah. When I, as I was putting the show notes together, it was over 17,000. I fully expect that this thing will easily pack on the last three or four days, another 3000 on top of whatever. And how much was, how much was this? 
this was 300. So for 300, you had seven over 17,000 backers. It's almost for, six. It's almost six million dollars is what they're making on. Well, I don't know what their costs into it are, but six million dollars is what you know they're making on it. I would fourteen hundred and thirteen for a five hundred dollar project. <laughs> I mean, yep. listen to the fan base. And if Lucasfilm was telling you one thing in the ear, you need to be doing a better job at your job. No offense, but like if you're not doing a good enough job talking to Lucasfilm and selling them on what you're supposed to be doing, if that's the reasoning, if we're if we're hypothetically saying that may be the reasoning here, um, you're not doing a good enough job on your end at Hasbro to sell them on what should be on what you know is the right thing to be doing with these projects then yeah. you need to step up your game. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to see because I, I be at these meetings. I, I, know, I know what are they thinking? I would hope someone from the Star Wars brand team was like, yeah, that's not going to go well, you know, and, and I'd love to know, did, has, did, did Lucasfilm just say, well, that's what you're doing? Right. Because I mean, they can, they own the license. There's nothing stopping them from doing it. Yeah, and Hasbro has to go, also, all right. I mean, there are allowance. I mean, there are things that Hasbro has control over too. I mean, they could have said, okay, we'll do an FX lightsaber, but, you know, we want the price point to be here and this is what we want to do. Like, you know, there's always room to, to have an impact on the decision. So I think here, whatever, you know, was happening in that room, like we were just, you know, extrapolating on. I mean, still, I mean, common sense. I mean, anyone who's not even in toys and collectibles can tell you, what are they thinking? Like, you know, it just, it, it boggles the mind. You know, I'd love to talk to some marketing people who aren't working at Hasbro, but at other toy companies who yeah. maybe are retired and asking them, you know, what is your opinion on this? What do you think happened here? You know, I, I'd love to get a, a, a vibe on that. And if for some reason, anyone who listens to our show used to work in toys at any level, we'd love to hear from you, you know, give us some feedback because we'd love to get some insight on this. And uh, you can reach out to us on our various social media feeds through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, feel free to reach out to us. Um, and you can find all our information on our Podbean page, as well as on our um on our various outlets like Google Podcasts and uh, iTunes. So please do reach out to us. Yeah. And I, I do want to point out, you you made a, a great point there. And I want to point out that Bobby Valla, who runs Valiverse, is a former Hasbro employee. He worked mm. on the G.I. Joe team. He worked right. on the Marvel Legends team. And he's given some insight as to what goes on now. There are certain things that he, you know, he can't discuss because there's, there's all kinds of clauses and stuff, but he's given a peek behind the window. Um, and what's interesting is that, uh, you know, people have been asking him and we'll, we'll get to this a little bit later, you know, when we talk about the, the convention that I went to, but uh, people have been asking him for vehicles. And the one thing he said is that this, the his tank has provided him with a wealth of, of, of data and knowledge to kind of look at and say, okay, how does he want to do vehicles? Cause it is something that people keep asking him. And he said, well, you know, there is, when you get to that scale, there is a limit of how big you go, like getting a USS flag and a classified scale, never going to happen. People it's just not physically possible, <laughs> but you know, to, to kind of go back to the his tank too, they don't have the his tank, all that money that they make after they pay their costs, 
they don't right. have a license to, to cover either because Hasbro oh, exactly. owns that property. So they're raking it in on this thing. And then they've unlocked all the tiers. Now I will say this. I do want to say $300 for the base level. I thought it was overpriced. I thought it should have been 200, but with the unlocks, you're getting a hundred dollars worth of action figures at, at, you know, you're getting four of them at the new price point of 25 for a regular wave. That's a hundred bucks. And then the other extras in there, depending on how you want to price them, I'll say they're somewhere between 25 and $50. I go kind of more on the conservative end of 25 because they're not that much stuff, but you could go the other way. So that makes the tank itself like 150, 175. And I'm like, yep, that's a good value for money. So with all the tiers unlocked, I think this thing is a great value for money. Um, without the tiers unlocked, I, I think it'd be a different story. And there's been some talk about, you know, has labs like to do electronics, you know, and could they have not done the electronics here, made it cheaper or whatever? Um, yeah, I mean, I could take or leave the electronics. And I'm kind of fence sitting on this one. So I wasn't originally going to do the hiss and then I saw it and then I've seen, you know, seeing it in person, how big it is, but it also is, is made. So, you know, they, the GI Joe team said this, it's made, so it'll fit on a regular shelf. Right. So it's not like the snow speeder where it's too awkward or too, you know, it's not like that giant tie fighter they put out that you could yeah. literally <laughs> buy a piece of glass and make a coffee table out of, you know, <laughs> so you think that's bad. Um, wait till I show you the world of jazz ink dioramas. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I think where we'll leave this is, is I'm on the fence here. Um, I, I have 19 days to make a decision, uh, but I'm, I am kind of leaning towards yes. Cause I, I do like what I've seen here. And now knowing that everything's unlocked, um, you know, there's, there's even some yeah. people that are like Hasbro could sneak a, a fifth tier in there on us and they may, I don't think they will. I think they're, they're going to leave it, but you never know. I mean, this thing still has 19 days to go. I think there's too much go. time for them not to add something. Um, I think I think they'll add one more thing. Yeah. If, it, if there was like 10 days left or something like that, I would say, yeah, probably not. But well, got, and now there's you competition. Got over, you got over two weeks. You got close to three weeks worth. Yeah. There's competition because I think it was, uh, was it Ryan or Dan from the Marvel Legends team threw down the gauntlet and said, yeah, they may have had the fastest funded, but we still have the the biggest one to date with Galactus, which was like 30,000 or something like that. Yeah. So the, the, it's been thrown down. <laughs> the challenge has been put there. <laughs> and we'll talk about the next HasLab project from Marvel Legends, um, which I think everyone's pretty much figured out what it's going to be. Um We'll talk a little bit about what we think about that as well later on. But let's go into our, our quick segment here before we go into um, our con experiences and, and deeper into SDCC. Um, Chris, what have you gotten? Uh, what have you acquired most recently? Well, it's, it's you know, what I have in the show notes it's is a just a small, list, man. it's a small, por- <laughs> but it's a small portion. It's been a little while, but I'll just go through it quickly here. So Playmobil Knight Rider. Uh, I, I, I want to try and do a review on it. Um, we'll see if I get there. I finally got ter- the Tyrannosaurus Century f- uh, figure from Power Rangers, which has been on pre-order over a year. And I actually had to go to a store and get it. And then the same with Antoc Merrick. Um, I got Cobb Vanth, which I did put up a little review on our on our socials about. Uh, I think I posted it to Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Twitter about uh, what I think about it. You can go read it there. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. I don't think it's worth the deluxe price point. Uh, 
I got the Dawn Oni Taijin uh, Super Sentai Mecha from Don Brothers. Really awesome. I also put some information about that on our socials. So you can go there to check that out. Uh, Stan Solo Star Wars figures, which is an area of Star Wars collecting I'm really enjoying. So I did get, and I don't know what the proper term we're supposed to call her anymore. Hut Slayer, Slave Leia, Gold <laughs> <Yeah>. Bikini Leia. <laughs> I don't know. But I got her from Stan Solo. I got Ula. Uh, I did pick up a blue snaggletooth, Han and Stormtrooper. So these are all done in the vintage style and they can cool. go right in with your vintage figures. Right. They look fantastic. I'm not paying $300 for a blue snaggletooth. <laughs> blue right. Snaggletooth. Right. Yeah. Uh, I got, I found Dinobot sludge in, at target. Um, so that's the third Dinobot. I got some action force stands. And the reason why, you know, you're like, Oh, why are we pointing out stands is because I think, Action Force, Valiverse is the only place besides Ian's collectibles, or not Ian's collectibles, Ian's display uh, stands. It's doing stands for six-inch figures. Yeah. Um, and yeah. these are a little bit, you know, Ian's stuff is good, but I feel like the Valiverse stuff is just a little bit more robust. And so I have, it, you know, I'm using it for some of my Joe characters that are, you know, don't want to stand as much. So I figured those were worth a mention. You can pick those up on his website. They're $10 for four of them and they're coming different colors. So it's like a multicolor pack you get. Cool. I think it, I think they're great. Uh, Action Force Wave 2B, which was Trigger and um, Desert Rat, along with the Delta Trooper and some gear packs. And then, and, and here we go. This is tough between Action Force Wave 2B and what I'm about to say, but I finally got the G.I. Joe Classified Wave 5 which includes, you know, the deluxe croc master, but storm shadow spirit, the Cobra officer storm shadow and spirit. My goodness. I, I guarantee you those are coming in on my list at the end of the year. Yeah. Already there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, well, a, I knew I, spirit would be, I mean, that that's your jam. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not an inbox collector, but I did buy a second one. to keep Yeah, you packaged. did. <laughs> yep. And then I did want to point out. So Sarah got something cool. Is she got a Queen Elizabeth uh, II Barbie, oh, nice. which they did. Yeah, which was those were really hard to find. And I got it from Big Bad Toy Store. Unfortunately, it got, I got a couple dings, but I reached out to them and they they were like, oh, well, we'll give you some money off because we don't have any more. So you either get a refund or, and they were minor. I mean, they're, they're not minor to the point, you know, you can see them, but they're minor to the point of we'd rather have the figure. So that's a very long list. You went through <laughs> right? it quick. Yeah, I, I wanted to keep it moving, but uh, Brian, what did what have you picked up? Well, um, I have delved deeper into the Clone Wars. Uh, I mentioned last time I was looking forward to the Darth Maul Clone Wars hot toy, and I do have it finally. Um, beautiful figure. Uh, it's really cool to see the the mixed uh, look of him because he's got the metal uh, from knee down, the metal legs, um, and uh, moving eyeball uh, function. Um, some people like the head sculpts, some don't, I like it. I think it's fine because it's like a mix between the solo look and, uh, the episode one look. So it's a little bit meshed between, um, and then I also picked up the, uh, hot toys, Clone Wars Anakin, um, and Moffat Sand Game Thor came in, Chris, you forgot that on your list. I did forget it on my list, but it kind of works out. So you could, you could mention yeah, yeah. it there. I honestly, <laughs> yeah. I honestly haven't gotten a chance to, I have with Cap. I opened I haven't it and played it and played with him for about 10 minutes. He's an awesome figure. Yeah. So much fun. So many different options and accessories with him. Definitely. I think um, I, I feel really even more so confident with my comment from last year's 
uh, toy awards that we gave out um, in our top 10. I talked about Mofex being the company to really look at this year. And even though they take a while with their figures, they've been killing it. Killing yeah, it they have with their figures. And then with their announcements at their exhibition show, which was going on in Tokyo at the same exact time STCC was going on over here in the States. Um, they were showcasing some really amazing figures coming down the line, including an Endgame Iron Man final scene look, which is in scale with the other two and is making me possibly think about, oh, I can't do it. I got to stick with the figure arts when I have. I don't need to spend more money on the same figure. I got to remind myself <laughs> that. I got to talk myself down. You could sell the other one. Hey, hey. Hey, I can hear my I can hear my wife's voice in the back of my head. You don't need another one. So you let me ask you: one. Are you going to get the Hot Toys Ahsoka in that Clone Wars style? I already have it. Oh, that's right. You it was do on have last it. year's. That's like, right. That's right. Was, oh yeah, if, yeah. There was something else we that was Rex shown. Too. We have Rex I'm conf- too. Yeah, I'm confusing it with something else that they showed for 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 Ahsoka, but it wasn't. Oh Hot yeah, Toys. the newest. So yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, let me clarify what Chris is mentioning is sideshow itself not hot toys but sideshow is doing a clone wars animated style line of figures and we've talked about this a little bit before um but they announced at um during their sideshow con lead-in to sdcc that they're doing uh the clone wars style ahsoka not based off the final season which is what the hot toys version is excuse me costume wise um, looking after, but it's more, it's the costume previous to that. So like season four and five look of her post tube top. Um, <laughs> because if you remember halfway through Clone Wars, the ownership change of Lucasfilm from George to Mickey Mouse. So, yeah. Um, so the look went from tube top to cover that girl up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, so her outfit changed and, uh, that's, that's the look of it. But I, I, I don't want to be mean here, but Sideshow is not great at uh, at figures. Yeah, the, the, the feedback I've seen online has yeah. not been kind to those. And so, yeah, thanks for correcting me. I was a little, con- yeah. you know, because no, Sideshow distributes hot toys and I sometimes <laughs> like mix the two. Correct, uh, yeah. Um, but I also want to Except for the you- dude, man. Except for the dude. Yeah. The dude I wanted- looks amazing. I wanted to give you credit for breaking the news of the, the Mafex stuff coming out of Japan. I actually had somebody who was on the San Diego show floor reach out to me and say, Hey, where is that booth? Are those on the show floor? <laughs> and then I had to go and research where they came. I was like, right. Oh no, they're in Japan. Yeah. They so, were having like the secret show or something in Tokyo. They were but, celebrating but, their 25 year anniversary. Yeah, but I thought that was cool. So it was like someone that was on the floor at San Diego was looking at our coverage, you know, and saying, hey, where was that? You know, <laughs> that's um, funny. so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, Brian, we'll kind of just go right into, you know, what are you looking forward to? Well, I just mentioned the dude. Uh, yeah, yep, it's yep. funny. I, I, that's one that's on my list. I've been waiting. It, it's it's released. But like, you know, I'm figuring out when I'm going to buy it because it's not you got to play the long game with some with these high end collectibles. So you got to wait for them to go on certain deals or have rewards and stuff like that. So um, I'm waiting on buying the dude, but he looks amazing. It's probably the best. And I think a lot of people are starting to say there's probably one of the best, if not the best um, six scale figure that Sideshow has put out. So this is not Hot Toys. Sideshow actually made it. Uh, The body is pretty awesome on it. 
um and uh the outfit everything i mean the accessory is fantastic uh mofex boba fett reissues are coming out supposedly this month but we only have four days left so i have a feeling that's going to get updated to august soon on Metacom's site and for those who don't know Metacom is the company name who makes the line for mofex and they also make other lines of figures too and in the past they actually used to make six scale figures and they were one of the first companies to make star wars six scale figures in their uh a real action hero line. They actually made Indiana Jones and Star Wars characters in that line. So also, uh, the they also announced the Days of Future Past Wolverine, but based off his look when he goes back in time, the 1973. Um, and then this was cool. So I was messaging Chris about this the other day, but randomly, and there might still be some items up on NECA's shop when this goes up. I think we're going to put this up on Friday uh, the 29th, um, this will this will go live for everyone to listen to. Um, but NECA has been using their website that they just launched uh, that they just launched about uh, almost about a year ago now, costumes.com. They did their whole holothon event through it as well. Um, but there's all these random figures from NECA's past, things that you like grails of all time in NECA's history are randomly showing up on costumes.com. And I grabbed something that I never thought I'd be able to grab at retail at 30, at 30 bucks. Rufus, Rufus from Bill and Ted played by the incomparable George Carlin. Yeah. What a, what a guy, George Carlin. I love his, his comedy routines, man. Rufus, man. I I know Rufus cloth, eight inch figure to go with Bill and Ted. There's an underlying today. Oh, nice. You're going to have it soon then. Yes. And we'll see if this is real deal. Yeah, there's an underlying theme to this show. If you've if you've if you've starting to catch on, the long game. <laughs> it is. It's a long con, everyone. You know, it, it really is. It's been a long time since we've been at the con, and it's been a long con. I mean, that's really, you know, one thing we can learn from this whole experience. But Chris, what are you looking forward to? So I should have tomorrow. Uh, you know, cause they've been, sh- they've been shipped for a week. It says I'll have them tomorrow. My masters of the universe origins, deluxe leech and snout spout. Um, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to a couple of figures from wave nine. Those have not shipped, uh, also in that box from big bad toy store. And these came within a couple of days each of each other. So I'm glad that I waited, but the, uh, action force night ops steel brigade, which was exclusive to big bad toy store. Um, so I'm excited about that. He's going to kind of be the leader of my steel brigade, uh, figures. And then the next, in, the next wave of the seven inch, uh, megazords that Walmart did, those are supposed to be hitting here in the next, uh, few days. Um, and I really, I, I did enjoy those more than I thought I would. And at 15 bucks, I was like, ah, those are nice. Um, and they scale pretty decently with the monsters from that line too. Uh, and then the, the last thing is whatever the next GI Joe classifieds wave is. So I don't know because the shipping on those is pushed out to the next waves that they say we're getting are March and May of next year. Well, they're showing up in the yeah. UK already. So, and I think it's the, it's the stalker wave with the, the crimson twins and him. So I think we'll see that one first, but man, I'm, I'm like salivating for anything classifieds <laughs> right now. <laughs> Well, and, and I want I want to mention one last honorable mention for item I did receive since um, to to kind of 
balance the scales a little bit here. Um, Aaron did actually get something in from Big Bad Toy Store, I forgot to mention. And it's the uh, Labyrinth exclusive two-pack mini epics from Weta. Um, we've never mentioned a Weta item on here before, um, but it's Ludo. And I can't remember the main female character in Labyrinth, and I will be destroyed for it later when she <laughs> listens to this episode. And I can't help you because um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> why can't I remember this stuff? It's sad, you know? Why can't I remember these things? And if you guys uh, just I believe, quick... I believe it is Sarah. That's pretty sad. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, yeah, so Sarah, right. So Sarah's the main female character played by Jennifer Connelly, who's looking for her brother, Toby, which is named after Toby Froud, um, the baby brother, because Toby Froud, who plays the baby Toby in the film, is also um, the do- uh, the son of the Froud, the well-known Brian and Wendy Froud, who um, are well-known in the fantasy community for creating a lot of the monsters and creatures you saw in the film of labyrinth as well mm-hmm. as dark crystal and everything yep. else yeah so uh little trip down memory lane there in the jim henson world that one is for my wife to enjoy real, when she listens to it so real quick i just wanted you you mentioned weta and and if people are thinking oh that ring is a bell but i can't place it they're the ones who did all of the 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 effects and and set pieces and whatnot for lord of the rings trilogy um, down in New Zealand. And actually, you know, uh, there's there I, I'm uh, Facebook friends with Daniel Falconer who works for Weta. Oh, still cool. works with him. Yeah. He's been, he's been to San Diego a few times. He's, we need to interview. Um, we yeah. Need to interview. And, yes. and so he's still with Weta and stuff, but Weta's made some really nice stuff. They're not so, someone we cover a lot, but they're still in the game. And I know they're still working on movies and stuff like that. But if you were wondering, you're like, well, I've heard that name before. That's where it's from. Amazing statues. So um, they, they are trying to, the, 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 I don't know that they're trying to, but they are becoming kind of, um, the closest, I mean, they're, they're, they're coming up there. I mean, they're getting up there with a lot of the major statue companies oh, yeah. um, that are out there, the stuff that they're putting out and they're also putting out fun vinyl type, uh, designer things. Like I just mentioned with the mini epics line, they have a lot of cool stuff and, uh, they had some great deals this past week at, uh, during STCC. Um, so a lot of cool stuff, but. Let's transition into the cons themselves. We talked a little bit about uh, some news and some latest things going on, but now we really want to dig into the experiences we had. Um, And Chris, why don't you start us off telling us about a little trip you went to up north from our end up to Georgia to go visit and enjoy. So, yeah, Sarah and I decided to go to Joe Fest up in um, Augusta, Georgia. So, um, you know, I kind of thought about going last year, didn't go, but we went this year. It's also kind of been starting to get known <laughs> as Valacon. Um, the guys at Valaversa kind of, kind of like said, it's all, you know, AKA Valacon. Cause uh, if you were there, you know, that was the hot booth and we'll get into it, but um, it was kind of cool. I got to see uh, some old friends and I got to meet a lot of people that I've interacted with online uh, in person at the con. So, you know, it's, it's an exhaustive list. So I apologize. I'm just going to kind of go through quickly. And if I miss somebody, you know, or miss anybody, I apologize, but I got to meet the guys from the 308 podcast. And if you're looking for an interesting podcast with like three different perspectives, that's a great podcast. It's Tony Roberts. Who's also desert rat. He runs analog toys. 
Uh, you have uh, Ryan Laser Pants, who used to be on Infinity Equation, and then you have Bobby Valla from from Valaverse, uh, and those three guys do the Three POA podcast. Cool. Um, and they were they were those all three of them were working the booth. Um, you had Sal from Two Cents Toys, who was also working the Valaverse booth. Uh, Scuba Pete from Chasing Eighties Toys. I had uh, actually got to talk to him quite a bit, which was fantastic. I got to talk with Michael French uh, from Retroblasting. Um, I talked to him at Super Retrocon, but this time we got to talk a little bit more in depth. Uh, great conversation. Like, you know, I'm just going to say this because a lot of people give Michael crap, you know, but <laughs> but, you know, right. If you talk to him in person, he is the nicest guy you will ever meet. Like he will talk to you. It's just and, a stick, man. That's just his, his thing. You know, it doesn't I, mean he's exactly like that in real life. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know that it's stick, but it's, you know, but anyway, I mean, I got to talk with him. It was great. Um, I got to meet uh, or not meet, but see a lot of friends from the the G- Georgia Alliance of Star Wars collectors. So there was, oh my gosh, you know, Glenn and Jason and um, my gosh, there's so there was, there's quite a few of them that I got to run into on the floor. And then our buddy, uh, Richard, who I haven't seen in a long time, um, fellow collector buddy, we met at Celebration, uh, had a table there. He's into GI Joe big time, but so, I mean, that was kind of cool. Just meeting all of these, these people that I've interacted with on some level or another. Oh, and master son, uh, master son, that's his YouTube handle. He's another guy, super positive dude. Um, so it was kind of cool, you know, um, just having that interaction with people again, because it's one thing to be online and, and like we've been doing for the last couple of years, but it's another thing when you get to meet them in person and then, you know, following Joe Fest, they, you know, you had Iconicon, which was an online convention and it was, it's run by, it's put on by Retro Blasting and Analog Toys. And they had an in-person meetup. I couldn't go to that because that was on the Monday and, you know, I got to go make the money to pay for the toys. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> But one thing I want to say is, is that Joe Fest, lots of great toys. It's not just GI Joe and I, they're making a effort to kind of open it up. I know in the past it's been really Joe focused, but they've opened it up to, and there was everything there. I mean, when I say everything, there was everything there and you had people there who were doing custom clothing. You had people there doing custom six inch stuff, um, custom three and three quarter inch stuff. It was really great. And the show floor is pretty big for, you know, for this type of convention. Um, Valiverse was the highlight of the show toy wise. Their booth was awesome. I think they had, you know, is a pretty big booth. Awesome display. I have pictures of all this. I've been meaning to get it up on our socials and I just haven't. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah. I got to meet desert rat, um, you know, Tony, and he signed my figure. I actually bought a second one so I could have one signed. And then I have my, my loose one. And then I, he signed my comic too. So that was pretty cool. He was interacting with all the fans and, and, and signing stuff in between working in the booth. Uh, they had a great panel for Valiverse. Um, you know, one of the things they, they asked the audience to do was no pictures or video because they wanted to be able to release their, their own stuff. And I won't go, I'm not going to go into like too much here, but you can go to Valiverse YouTube channel and watch the whole panel. It's up there. Um, you know, if you're into Action Force, I highly recommend it. There's a lot of reveals. We're getting some Wave 3. Uh, Danielle Kelly is the next kind of celebrity in the line. She's an MMA fighter. Also happens to be sponsored by Valiverse. So she's making her way into cool. the line. It kind of seems to be a theme. Like, it wasn't intended, but it's just, 
you know, you had, uh, you started with Sergeant Slaughter, then you started, and then you had um, Tim Kennedy and then Tony Roberts. And now you've got Daniel Kelly. Uh, they showed a alternate version of Pandora who's up for pre-order in the regular version right now. Um, Bloody Pandora from the comic. She's going to be a Valiverse exclusive. We're getting some heads that are going to have different expressions on them. And then I think some of the biggest news was they're doing the special deployment series and there's going to be series one reissues because that stuff sold out quickly and was hard to get once the word got out. Uh, new weapons, new gear packs, new, you know, new, uh, new figures. There was a Dorkside exclusive infantry commando, which looks fantastic that went up. And then this one might surprise people. There was movie news. So, uh, Steel Brigade Productions is the, I guess, the, the movie arm of, of Valiverse, and they announced the director is Scott Waugh. Um, I'm not overly familiar. I know he's directed some stuff. You can go and, and Google him. I think one of the cool things, too, was his dad actually played Spider-Man in the 70s TV series. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was pretty cool news, but there's been, you know, they, Bobby's been talking about a movie, but now we have a director to go with it. Um, and then I want to talk about Sphero Studios, a little Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. And we talk about, you know, where you're going to put your collecting dollars. And I was actually thinking about maybe just kind of, okay, I did the Kickstarter. I'll get the first two waves and I'll maybe I'll pull back on these because, you know, well, he had the figures up for display, including some new ones that aren't available yet. I can't pull out of this line, man. These look incredible. <laughs> even, even Sarah was there and Sarah's like, man, I can see why you really enjoyed the paint is, is awesome. They look fantastic. I don't know the character's name, but there's one. It's a, it's a rabbit. He's supposed to be like a farmer, but he's an archer. You definitely get like a Robin hood vibe off him. Um, and I got to talk to Jason and shout out to Jason at Sphero studios there. He's actually heard of our podcast and he's, you know, so he, he knew who we were, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, so, you know, we'll have to try and get him on the show sometime to talk about the line too, but that Absolutely. was pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. He, he's a Louisiana boy. All right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He worked on those werewolf things, didn't he? Yep. Back when. Yes. 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 I think. I think I may know some folks in New Orleans that know him too. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. I'm sure it's a small world there. I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. And then, you know, I, I didn't put these in what I picked up lately. Cause obviously they're a little bit further back, but I picked up some more action for stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I would expect no less going to that show. Yeah. Well, the line, the line was literally on, I, we paid for VIP for Friday night. Right. So the con goes Friday night, Saturday and Sunday and Friday night's like a two, it's like two hours, but you can pay to get in an hour early. You could pay a little more to get in an hour early. And I said, well, I'm not going to pay for it on Saturday. We'll just do it on Friday. Well, I'm glad we yeah. did because everyone, I mean, everyone went to the Valifers booth right off the bat. And even like being in the early bird, we were probably a good 15, 20 people back. And that line went all the way to the door and that line never stopped all Friday night. I believe it. Yeah. So it was incredible. Um, I've, I've kind of gotten into some 25th anniversary Joes of certain characters. Those are the three and three quarter Right. ones to kind of augment the retro ones that, that Walmart was doing. Right. Uh, I picked up a loose naked vintage Yoda for my Yoda. Aha. Yep. Is that the Yoda you've been looking for? 
No. So I, I just like to pick up this, the, the, I just like to pick up, you know, if they're loose and they don't have any accessories, gotcha. I like to pick them up. You can usually get them for like $10, you know, and I have lots of different ones that I like to display and they're all kind of different because there's different variations. Um, so yeah, the, the actual, you know, Yodas that have all their accessories and stuff, the price on those is crazy. Now we went from, you used to be able to get like an orange snake Yoda complete in good condition for like 60 bucks and a brown snake in good condition for a hundred. Well, now it's like 150 and 200 respectively. And I'm like, whoa. So that's collecting yep. dollars. Yeah. It's collecting dollars that I'd rather put elsewhere than having right. multiple versions. So I can kind of get the loose one, the loose naked ones with nothing, you know, for 10 bucks all day long. So, um, custom i got a custom hooded cobra commander head from big head studios now if you know classifieds you know we have them that's just not something they're going to put out anymore the hooded cobra commander that it has you know it's it they just don't want to flirt with that line and i get it but there are people out there doing customs it looks great it took a little bit to get it on the figure but once i got on it looks fantastic and then sarah picked up uh, a pound puppy's lunchbox and then she picked up the My Little Pony toy stable. So it's like a carrying case, but it oh, opens yeah. up into a stable. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Now the song is in my head, and thank you. <laughs> she was <laughs> she was quite happy to find that, too. And and, and she was That's like, a cool find. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And that's the kind of stuff they had there. I mean, you saw everything awesome. there. So, awesome. Yeah, if you get a chance to go out, uh, I highly recommend it. You know, we plan to try and go back next year, providing the timing works out. We have some other things planned next year, so we'll have to see that the timing works out. Next time, though, I would recommend if you're going to go, um, we stayed in an Airbnb, which which worked out fine. But next time, we'll just spring and pay the little extra to stay right there at the Marriott, right at the convention center. Right. Cool. Yeah, it sounds like you had an amazing time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And at the same time, you were at Joe Fest. I, I was I was trying to rep rep the uh, <laughs> the thrill of the hunt podcast as well as trying to 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 sell some sell some Star Wars stuff that I still have so much of um, here that I, I'm I'm trying to to let go of some older stuff. But uh, we did a similar show that Chris and I talked about before. It was a similar show again, same location, but a much different um audience this time we had a lot more um i would say there was a lot more um involvement um a lot more interest uh there was a lot more knowledgeable people at the event uh, i don't know what they did this time around but there was it, it was a good crowd it was a really good crowd it was consistent um i, I forced my wife to work the table with me um <laughs> and uh <laughs> it was good i sold a i did sell a good bunch of stuff but you got to understand a bunch of stuff for me, it's still not a lot because I have so much um, stuff. That's what you accumulate over a lifetime of collecting. Um, but people were all over my old Burger King Star Wars toys. Like it was like it was I was printing gold for them. Um, I brought I finally decided to part ways because I had the full set still sealed. That's how crazy I was back then. Oh, wow. Um, from like the the early 2000s when the prequels came out. So I had uh, the full set of 31 from Revenge of Sith and also had the full set of 17 for the celebration of the saga. Um, so I sold all of it to one person. 
they want oh nice yeah so i was glad that it's all going together into one place and um but yeah they were like so excited i sold a bunch of my old sideshows um to some folks um i know i sold um uh one uh, my sideshow ob1 went like that <laughs> because of ob1 like literally yeah. was the first thing i sold they were like yeah i'll take it for that price i'm like okay <laughs> so uh you know i i let go of some things because i'm getting you know newer nicer items like i had to said earlier i haven't pre-ordered my hot toys ob1 from the new series so uh, that'll be coming um to replace you know the older older uh figures uh but one a couple of things i want to talk about uh from the show that stood out to me um <clears throat> Well, um, well, one thing I do want to mention before I talk about these two things that uh, I learned um, is we handed out our new little fancy dancy cards, which, Chris, you still have not gotten in person yet from me. I know. I'm um, looking forward to that. Yeah. Still has. I got them right here. I got the box right here. I'm going to shake it right here in front of the uh, <laughs> mic for you to hear. Yeah. But uh, handed out a bunch of cards. Um, a lot of people were like, oh, cool. Yeah. And they were very excited to, to hear about the show and, and were interested in it. Um, but, but a couple of things I want to talk about that I observed, and I thought this was interesting in realms of, of what we like to talk about here, is Mandalorian is king. <laughs> um, it, it not only is it king for Hasbro to sell, but it is king for the fan community right now. Um, for anyone who is, you know, coming from, the the clone wars era the prequel era the the 30 year olds and younger crowd were all about mandalorian merch we're all about that kind of stuff you know and i would say that's like the 30 30 you know 30 year olds and younger even like you know the late 20s and, and younger i would say but when you got to that 40 mark or right around 40 and higher it was all about vintage and it is very definitive like what the community wants. Like we talk about Hasbro not being keyed in. They're keyed in to the younger crowd. They know they want Mandalorian, but that they're not, they're starting to get it with a lot of these retro lines. I mean, that's smart. I mean, they're getting with the retro lines, but the TVC needs to be more frontline and center with big projects like HasLab, like you've been mentioning earlier, Chris. Like, that is where people are going to spend their money because people need places to showcase their items. That's what I noticed. People want more vehicles. They want more playsets, dioramas. They have the figures or they know what figures they want, but they're really looking for items to showcase them in front of. And I feel like that's what people are looking for. And that's where really a lot of customizers are making bank on with 3D printing, but why isn't the toy companies, especially the main license for Star Wars, not focusing their efforts into doing a whole line of this stuff? They could be doing modular-based stuff that's cheap to make, but just produce it and produce it. It will sell if they put it at the right price point. Yeah, I mean... You know, it's funny you, you said there, you know, we kind of give Hasbro a hard time, but one of the questions that came up and I was going to kind of cover it later, but I think it applies here was, you know, Star Wars Action News had asked the Hasbro brand team about, you know, a lot of fans are, are wishing that there was more OT or, or even prequel trilogy stuff coming. 
you know, and, and how do you balance that? And and Patrick from Hasbro, and, and I will give them credit here. I think that they did a good job of not sidestepping the questions this time. So I do want to point that out, but um, you can go see the full interview. We post, I think we posted, I posted it on, the, on yeah. our, our social. So, um, but anyway, Patrick had said, look, I had somebody come to me earlier today and they said that they want newer content, you know, newer stuff from the newer shows. And I asked that individual at the expense of OT or pre prequel trilogy. And they said, yes. So Patrick was like, so, you know, it's, it's all over the board and it's like, we're really trying to do a balancing act here. So, and you know, what you're saying is exactly what he was saying. You know, Mandalorian is King and Clone Wars, Clone Wars is really kind of had this I don't want to call it a resurgence because I don't think it ever went away to the point right. where it's a resurgence, but the interest that Clone Wars is garnering right now is really high. It's from Mandalorian. Yeah. Because they're seeing all these characters that were introduced in the Clone Wars series, animated series in live action in the Mandalorian. So they're like, I want to know more about these characters. And they're going to go back and say, oh, look at this all retro animation, man. It's like so cool, you know. <laughs> and yeah. To go back, and they're like, "I'd love a figure base off of this." Oh, they made them back when? Why don't they still make those? You know. And I think that that's the kind of mentality that's coming out of it. At that sh- at that show, what I've learned is, and I, I had success, because um, I don't think we did any. I think there was a gap between when we did. You know, we. We they have they're having shows there for a while and then there was a gap and then now they've started again, kind of different people running it. Um, right. But uh, some of those old ones, I was so I was having a lot of success selling older vehicles from the you know the prequels that I no yeah. longer want or Clone Wars. You know if you priced them right, and so I think you're onto something there. And I think I've kind of learned what certain members of that audience are looking for to, to sell stuff. It's, it's interesting. Cause I, like you, I have, a, you know, I couldn't make the show. Obviously I was in, in uh, Augusta, Georgia, while you were manning the table by yourself there. Um, <laughs> uh, um, but we've kind of seen what people want to show, but seeing like the Burger King, I still have a ton of stuff to sell. And that's the same reason as you. It's not that I don't love it. I just, I need to make room for other things that I am enjoying more or, or you do the upgrading, like you talked about where you upgrade something to a better version. And I I do want to point out, it's interesting with the show. So Jeff, who runs the show was at Joe Fest the day before on Saturday, I saw him. Yeah. yeah, And then, and then he was down there. Um, There is another show coming up and it's uh, so you and I have kind of mixed feelings about this. So (laughs) Jeff wanted to try something new and, and I, you know, I get it. Um, cause there have been people asking for an evening show. Now I'm right. excited cause the show's on a Saturday. Cause I'm kind of like Sunday's kind of the wind down time, you know, whatever, but so it's on a Saturday, but they're doing, they're going to do one in September and I don't know the exact dates it's going to be in the evening hour. So it's going to be like from four to nine or something like that. So, um, we've talked a little bit. I might go in and, and do it there, uh, rep for the, the podcast and then try and sell some stuff and see how it goes. Um, luckily the price for table for, for a table there is not too bad. So it's not that huge of an investment. Whereas if you're trying to do other cons, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's good. And I want to say, you know, you got those cards and I know we've talked about it. I kind of, you know, I think we're needing to get some t-shirts because I kind of felt like I should have been wearing a thrill of the hunt t-shirt at uh, Joe Fest. I know, I'm still trying to get 
yeah, I tried to get hats or t-shirts made, but I was having an issue with uh, the the image. So I got to work with it, but yeah. Cause they canceled. I remember I told you about this. They canceled yeah. the order. So yeah, it, it wasn't printing right on. I don't know, but we'll work on it. We're getting yep. there. Yeah. It's coming people. So, you know, I don't know if people want stuff like that, then maybe we'll, maybe we'll entertain that option. Yeah, absolutely. So SDCC, let's get back to where we started. Yeah. Um, dude, it's, it's like you said, it's back. We talked about uh, how much you love this format so oh, much yeah. better, right? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, so many, so many announcements and pre-orders. Oh yeah, give me, give me this. You know, give me this. I, I'm gonna say it because this is the word I love to use on the show. Give me the glut. You know, <laughs> give me the glut of stuff, the the pictures, the pre-orders. I want it all at one time. <laughs> yeah. Cause now I, I know what's coming for I want a while. the deep dish. I want the deep dish pizza. <laughs> we know where you're from. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Go, go Chicago. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, lots of pre-orders, including Walmart's collector con. Right. Which was mostly Hasbro stuff. If and I'm not, if I'm bad, being honest. I will say no, no, it, it wasn't. Was well, I, I know I never thought I would hear myself say this, but it was well laid out, and things did not sell out before they were supposed to be posted. For once, congratulations, Walmart, for not posting it early. Yep, and and everyone that wanted it that was ready for when things were released on the time that they said it was was pretty much able to get it now if you waited like 5 hours you might have had some issues but it did pop in and out again a few times the different pre-orders even that Spider-Man that everybody wanted oh that Spider-Man was like whew. oh that was gold it was it sold it was out gold jerry yeah <laughs> It sold out oh, and gosh. then it came back and then it sold and then it was like yeah. it was coming in and out in all and day. Out all day. Yeah. Cause I know, you know, we talk we've talked about it here, the text group, and we were we were all pointing each other out. And I think that was Wednesday morning, uh, the, you know, before preview night. So because Thursday wasn't Thursday, most of the stuff that was was went up on Wednesday was the good stuff. It wasn't much going up on Thursday, and it wasn't very exciting for day two of of Collector yeah. Con. Yeah, but it wasn't. But day one, man, we were texting back and forth and, you know, we're sharing links and stuff like that. And and so, um, you know, everyone was able to get everything they wanted, which I thought was a good sign. And I know like later in the day, Pulse put up some of the stuff that if you're a premium member, you can have access to that's shared exclusive. So um, there was also that route as well. And uh, Chris, do you want to give a thank you out to a lot of folks that gave great coverage that we were able to to share within our own, uh, our own pages. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important, you know, like we're, we're sitting back and we're, we're putting stuff on our socials from the sidelines. And I think it's important to recognize the people that spent the money to cover the show live. So they may get their badges, you know, um, through the show for, for covering the event, but they have to pay to get out there and everything else. So uh, I just wanted to thank Star Wars Action News Marvelicious Toys, The Foosh, Pixel Dan, and MCU Collector 24 for the in-person coverage. And we shared that coverage and gave them, you know, we made sure we gave them credit when we shared stuff um, on our page. So I wanted to thank those guys. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they, everyone did such a great job with their interviews and their coverage. Um, I know I've rewatched them quite a few times and uh, I'm very appreciative 
of uh, those, I know it's weird to say, trailblazers of the toy and collectibles YouTube <laughs> community. I know, it makes me feel like, you know, trailblazers of YouTube. Uh, but gosh, <laughs> the world we live in. Um, but uh, you can make money by making videos. Um, but, you know, it is, that's the world. Um, but uh, a couple things, uh, a lot of the, uh, as you wrote here, and that's a lot of the same licenses are, are getting spread out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so know? we're, we're seeing like, you know, GI Joe, you know, so you have Hasbro's doing their interpretation and then right. you have super sevens doing the seven inch figure based more on the cartoon and the reaction figures. And like, we're really seeing these licenses kind of like, get spread out you know turtles i mean how many turtles, people gosh, how many have, people have play you know the license oh, from playmates so now. many now then you have loyal subjects doing the yep. five inch versions of those and and the, they're expanding that more and um yep. jada is doing universal monsters alongside NECA now um three zeros doing um what stranger things and transformers and Power Rangers, yep. Power Rangers, and then, uh, you know, uh, gosh, uh, you have Hot Toys bringing back uh, Batman 1989, along with Beast Kingdom about to put out their Batman 1989 merch. So have a feeling that character may be coming back in some things, right? Michael Keaton may be reprising that role. So (laughs) definitely starting to pull back some of that merch, you know, from from those characters. Um, Another thing um, that I wanted to mention um, from Sideshow Toys, probably the most standout item for me, because they had a lot of stuff out there from a lot of different companies. But the two things that stood out for me, one that Sideshow Toys made themselves alongside uh, Olivia DeMarnos, I'm probably destroying her name, but um, amazing um, artist that's been around for an extremely amazing long time of work. Um, she put out this beautiful piece, not only um, a sculpture that she worked with Sideshow to create called Frankie Reborn. It's gorgeous. I mean, it's like uh, Bride of Frankenstein, but done in this kind of like pinup type style. It's, it's beautiful. If you have a chance to look it up, do so. It's gorgeous. Um, they, she also did a companion art piece that goes alongside it. Anyone in the Halloween horror community, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. Um, one a really amazing piece of art. Um, and outside of that, um, also, I think a piece of stuff for me was from Infinite Statue, which is um, distributed by Sideshow here in the U.S., um, an Italian company, a statue company. They did a, uh, I believe it's a six scale um, statue of Vincent Price. That's just. Oh, wow. Yeah, gorgeous. I didn't see that. How did I it's miss that? Gorgeous. I mean, it's from their old and rare statue line is what it's called. Um, it, it's absolutely beautiful. And they put out such great pieces of old Hollywood done in statue form. It's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pieces. Um, and uh, uh, Mezco continued to show their, their rumble uh, line, as well as some of the stuff that's about to be coming out, I believe um, in just a couple of weeks, the Wolverine, the ultimate Wolverine steel set comes out soon. And, and some other items that have been on the pipeline for a while, people were still waiting Still waiting for the 1989 Batman from Mezco. Yep. Um, that thing's been on pre-order, I think, for two years for many people. So yep. they're still waiting on that. Diamond Select showed a lot of great Marvel stuff. 
um, as well as uh, they're tipping, they're dipping their toes into a brand new license. And this is a big deal for AEW all elite wrestling. Uh, they signed a contract with diamond select to do uh, statues and minibus. And nice. I'm guessing other things down the line as well. So not only are they, uh, are they getting uh, figures put out by, by other companies as well. Um, but uh, it's a pretty big deal that they're getting uh, done. And I think the first one that's coming out is CM Punk in his uh, well-known, uh, you know, Indian style sitting down uh, pose with the microphone in his hand. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, it, it's really cool, really cool to see um, uh, what uh, Diamond Select is doing in that regard. Um, just stay away from trying to do Star Wars human faces that those are really yeah, oh well, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to me that Diamond Select, so they've got Star Wars, they're doing, um, they're doing Lord of the Rings, you know, they're doing, um, they have a lot and, of properties, and then you have Loyal Subjects is also doing Lord of the Rings, you know, like again, you've got that oh, different, yeah. sc- different scales and different, you know, uh, different qualities in terms of face sculpts and stuff like that, but yeah, and set then, you up for the next one, yeah, uh, you know, so, um, we've got, uh, Loyal subjects so we talked about there, and they they're doing expansion of TMNT. Um, and I've seen those figures. They're they're all right. I mean, they're not yeah, my cup of okay. tea. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, but they're if you're if you're a collector on a budget and you want that character, I think they're True. a great they're True. a great company to look into. And they are upping their game. Although I will say that their Sauron that Sauron looks pretty like he's not going to stand up to the army of Gondor. <laughs> he's the tiniest Sauron <laughs> I've ever so seen small. in my life. <laughs> like if you ever wanted to carry the the true lord of darkness in your pocket around with you <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> oh my so, gosh but oh my uh gosh. mondo is it, and and brian they're getting into the scale that you like that one six scale they're doing more and especially um it's allowing their now parent company funko Yep. Right. Yeah. 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 They're they're but they're really getting into one of your favorite properties, Masters of the Universe. Exactly. And and here's and I want to point out that Mondo has has been doing these right, and I you know they've been putting up uh, Masters of the Universe characters, and they've been doing like a timed pre order. Yes. So they're saying they're going to be up for you know two days, forty eight hours or whatever, and you get in. I like that because you there's know, no it's, reason to miss out on their six scales. Yeah, they don't sell out in seconds. Mezco's doing the same thing now that they're having timed um, pre-orders too, even for their big exclusive items. Like if you're on top of it, you're not going to miss out on these items. And Mezco's another one that's just got huge popularity. In fact, at the at, at the uh, panel for the Valiverse panel, Bobby admitted he's like, I love Mezco. He's like, Mezco's doing uh now in their in their weapons, they're actually doing it on handguns where the the slide is yes. back. And yes. so now Bobby's like, you know, so Bobby's incorporated that into his line. Um uh, so I think it's pretty cool that you have these companies that are spurring ideas and and making each other better. Um and also what's great about Mezco is they do accessory sets too. Yep, absolutely. So if you're looking for some stuff to uh, outfit your your characters, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Jazzwares had had a presence there. They have they have their toes in a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, but I think the thing that they're they're known for right now is they're doing those the the new Star Wars ships. Dude, 
how awesome is the detail on those ships? You know what? I, I kid you not. And I, I would like to do a, a like a side by side, you know, just uh, review. But it's like you took action fleet. Right. And and just it, it's it looks so it's at a whole much, nother level. Uh, but they've captured that aesthetic of action oh, yeah. fleet, which which everyone loved. With you. But now I they're see. doing they're they're upping it, you know, with the paint yeah, apps and the stuff exactly. like that. Um, the char- the little figures they come with, not that, so much, uh, you know, that, because they're, about that, they're yeah. so small, but you're getting it for the ship. And, and the ships um, are gorgeous. I I will probably end up picking up the o- the the Obi-Wan Starfighter with the because it comes with the hyperspace ring, which but that Falcon. Oh, yeah. Staring at it. It just <laughs> keeps talking to me and I stare at it. And I'm like, if I ever see this in a store, I might not be able to walk away from it like. I'm not going to pre-order, but if I were to walk into that and we were able to meet eye to eye and, and, and lock eyes and, and, and have a moment, I, I might not be able to walk away. I might have to, to cheat a little bit uh, on my other collectibles and, and bring that, bring that home. Yeah. Well, it's, it's nice because it's scaled much bigger than the action fleet one. So it's, yeah. it, you know, it fits in better with those, um, and yeah, I haven't seen the Falcon yet, but I did run across the X-Wing, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter and Obi-Wan's and same that's thing. That's cool. I haven't seen any of those in person yet. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to pre-order them, but I, I might pick up some. I'm not going to pick up the ones I already had. I have an action fleet, but some of the ones I don't, I'm going to Hey, be you tempted. need a Luke X-Wing? I still have mine. I still, I have Luke and I have okay. Wedge from, from Just action fleet. Out yeah. there. <laughs> I love, I love my action fleet. That's one of the few, uh, I won't say one of the few, but that's one of those col- I always try and find a way to display at least my original trilogy action fleet yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. And then, you know, to kind of round out, and I know there was other companies there besides these, we just kind of wanted We're to gonna run talk about through. the big ones. We're going to talk yeah. about the big ones now. But Tashami Nations, Bando Namco, they had a booth, mostly Dragon Ball Z stuff. I was yeah. looking for. It's all about Super. Yeah. yeah. I was looking for Gundam Universe stuff. And other than the exclusives, I didn't see anything there. So. Um, pretty much focused on super. So yeah, with and the s- film coming out in a, in a couple weeks. So yeah. Yep. And speaking of super Brian, where does that take us? Super seven <laughs> out of San Francisco, the good old Brian Flynn and his, uh, his crew of misfits and weirdos, um, as he would probably say himself, um, <laughs> they, they showed off a bunch of new, uh, different things, courtesy of uh, pixel Dan did a great job on covering super seven. Um, with a great interview at the show and uh, they, they showed off some different prototypes. Uh, they showed off the Simpsons wave three, which was Mr. Burns, Ralph and uh, our resident uh, tree house of horror aliens, Kang and Kodos. Um, we saw the toxic crusaders wave three protos as well, which is focused more so on the animated series. Um, so it was an animated series. Look at Toxie radiation ranger and junkyard um uh there we saw an expansion with some of their exclusives of their worst line which is a homegrown line original idea from super seven um there there uh they had some gem uh figures as well and some really cool retro packaging um they also showed off the brand new godzilla line fully painted model examples for mecha godzilla um 1989 godzilla um i think godzilla from destroya um, and Biolante. 
Um, Biolante was almost all put together, but a couple tentacles weren't matched yet because they're, they it was a product sa- resin sample, so they didn't have everything <laughs> fully mapped out there. Um, they also uh, delved into talking about Thundercats. They showed some of the super-sized figures, which um, one they showed that I hadn't seen yet was a Queen of Hearts that looked pretty pretty dang cool. And uh, Thundercats, they showed a prototype of, of they're continuing their vehicle line with those, and they showed the Electro Charger. So I think those were the big things at Super Seven. Uh, did they show? On. Did they show? Uh, the gem line is interesting to me, but did they show? Um, did and I don't know. Uh, did they show um, um, anything from the Disney line that they're doing? Um, nothing new. Okay, there was no new announcements. Um, I've been so um, tempted to get yeah. that Robin Hood. Dude, you should jumped on it when it was like marked down crazy. Uh, I know the last few weeks at Entertainment Earth, yeah. But they again, it's great deals on it. I don't have, you know, like I don't have anything else to go with it. So that's kind of been the well, thing the, holding well, they're me back. Doing, they're doing well. The next line, the next wave has the other has another character in it. Yeah, King King Richard. Yeah, or yeah. um, no, yeah, well, Prince John. King Richard is his brother, Prince John. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So and and then. I don't know who it was. I know somebody showed off strawberry shortcake too. I can't remember who's doing that. Mm, probably um, icon heroes. Maybe, maybe, maybe I icon. remember. Yeah. Somebody's bringing that one back, but yeah, you know, I'm not sure. A couple things that caught Sarah's eye. Oh, uh, on a side note, before we jump into the rest of this, Nendroid uh, showed off uh, today. Their uh, today on the 27th of July, they showed off their, uh, their SpongeBob. Yeah, I, you know, it amazes me how big of a following SpongeBob has. It wasn't my thing, but I know people love them. Some sort of some seen SpongeBob. a high end, high yeah. end import collectible done on something American like that, like, you know, very American animation. So it's interesting because um, usually that Nendroid's focused on anime, not animated stuff from, from here in the US. So it's interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, but Mattel, I definitely got to hand it over to you for Mattel. That's your jam. Yeah. So uh, Mattel, uh, I'm going to start with the exclusive. So a lot of these companies, I know Super 7 had some too, had show exclusives. Um, I grabbed the the Hot Wheels Knight Rider, um, which is really cool. I wasn't going to oh, grab good. it. You but- got it before it sold out. It sold out pretty quick. So I don't know what sold out first, if it was it Knight did. Rider. No, or the Knight Rider Mon- sold out first. Okay, because I know the Monster High thing was was out when I got done checking out too, and I was <laughs> like, no, "Wow, I did sold out first. It okay, did. yeah, so it was I the fastest thing to sell out. I got it because they actually at this scale they've never been able to get the light in the front before, and it has a USB charger so that you can actually. Oh, char- cool! Yeah, so that's why I jumped on it because I'm like, oh, it's like man. the new lightsabers. Uh, Hot Toys are putting out the first one's going to be with the Obi One is going to be a continuous USB charge. You yeah, can put it into so I'm excited for that. I wish you know I wish Hasbro would do that with the with the his tank or something you know some of their stuff but yeah well, well I know there's you can buy you there's ones you can buy to do oh, that yeah. as well but and people mod it too to do yeah. that yeah but I thought that was cool so I I got that a little pricey but you know I thought it was worth it for that but I uh yeah I I'm like you know I had friends that were going for different things and I'm like I I got to get this first and then I'll go back in and try and help people cuz right. I knew like you have to make a decision when you're doing Mattel you have to make a decision you can't go and try and grab two or three things you got to go for the one thing you want the most and you got to get out and 
you know, that ended up being the case. So um, all of their exclusives sold out fast. Um, like you said, Knight Rider was first, then Monster High. And then I think in this order, it went WWE, the Motu Masterverse set, Jurassic, and then the Jurassic World set. Um, I had friends, uh, a friend who was only trying to get the WWE set with Hulk. Um, wasn't able to get it. I had another friend who did the, tried to get the Motu two pack. And then the, um, there was another Motu item and, and he wasn't able to get it. Um, so, I mean, that stuff went fast. And then uh, there's a 40th anniversary four pack that's coming soon for non-attendees. It was available there at the con. They're going to put it up for non-attendees. I don't, I think they said it's really limited, but that was getting a lot of attention. It's basically He-Man from, you know, this is the 40th anniversary. So there's basically the four eras. So it's the vintage, it's oh, the cool. new, new adventures, it's 2000 X. And then it's the, the new animated series on Netflix. Um, it's not something I need, but I know a lot of people were drooling over it. Um, Mattel showed WWE superstars in their regular collector lines. And then of course, in that more like, like the Motu Ultimate. origins, yeah. oh, that, that line and the Ultimate more- edition line as well, which yep. is like, they're like figure arts, Moffex level kind of tooling on it. Yeah. And I'll admit, I don't know much about wrestling, but I look at the wrestling figures. Cause I do have friends that collect that. Um, my era was more the attitude era, but yeah, me too. I don't, I don't really collect wrestling, but I do look I at pick them. and choose certain characters that uh, I'll get like an ultimate version of, like I have, I have a rock ultimate, like, uh, they're, they're going to be releasing a Shawn Michaels one this year, like updating it. Oh, uh, nice. Newer one. That's one I'll probably pick up, but, uh, I think... or should I, should I say, ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Good old HBK. Yep. Oh my god. Heartbreak kid. Yeah. Oh. All right. I don't know how uh, I don't know how you keep that going from there. But how about Masterverse? So Masterverse is going strong. I mean, these look great. If I if if I had if space and money were not a concern, I would be getting this line. Right. Um but I have the two that I want from this line, which are Triclops and Trapjaw. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going any further. I've been so tempted because they've had some really good deals, but I just, I, you know, like we talked about, I have to stay in my lane and that's origins. So origins, quite a bit of news. I think, I think Mattel's booth kind of focused more on the origins than anything else that they were doing. And we're getting the rise of the snake men next year. Um, they showed off the four figures in that wave. Um, they showed, they told us the next two exclusives. So they announced earlier this year, there would be four Mattel creations exclusives and they did Keldar, uh, which I was able to get. And then they did one dar, which was an absolute disaster. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it here. Uh, and then they're doing Grizzlor and Camocon and, Grizzlor has a lot of people unhappy because he's already been exclusive once. He was a different color um, fur in the four pack from San Diego. Well, what would have been San Diego last year? And now they're saying they're going to put him single card in his more traditional color. And that's like a main staple character. So people are not happy, including me. Um, Camo Khan is a very, is a variant of a, of Cobra Khan. So that one's not as big of a deal, but Anyway, you know, the one dar thing I think is really feeding into that. And there was a lot of people upset with the exclusives that went up while we were, you know, that I was talking about earlier, because 
a lot of people, the way it worked when you checked out at Mattel is you got your stuff and then you went to checkout and it puts you in this like checkout queue. So it's almost like you're standing in line at the store, right? It's not like you're still shopping on the site and adding stuff to your cart. You're literally right. got your stuff and you're in line to check out and people, you know, people were having stuff like say, Oh, this sold out, this sold out. And so it's like, if you're going to kind of put people in a queue for checkout, then they should have the item kind of held back. If you're going to just send everybody to checkout right away, well, then it's a free for all. Right. But right. that was kind of, and, and the one dar was not similar in that regard, but it was, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people didn't get a one dar and the history of that figure is it's, it's a rare figure to begin with from the vintage line. And then the way this one was rolled out, it's going to make this one just about as rare, maybe not as rare, but yeah. So Focusing on the good, though, the big news was the attorney a playset that leaked early on preview night. So I think it started making the rounds what would have been late Wednesday afternoon our time. And there was a lot of like, is this real? Is this just a, you know, a diorama they set up like, you know, Star Wars or Marvel teams have done in the past. We're like, oh, no, we just created that specifically for this. Um, we didn't know. And. There was lots of Easter eggs of figures coming soon in the display. Probably most exciting for me is Mechanek. I don't really care about the vehicle that he's on, the Road Ripper. And then, you know, uh, the Snake Men. There are some skeletons um, that are pictured on the box of Castle Grayskull. We did, did Pixel Dan confirmed with the Mattel team. We are getting those, which is cool. Um, but then we did find out that that was, in fact, a new playset. It wasn't the vintage one, which goes for big money i'm talking you know the numbers i heard is like two thousand three thousand dollars for that vintage playset. um so they are doing they are going to do a new one it is going to be crowdfunded and we're going to get more information in the fall and so uh there's been a lot of talk of what do you think what people think price will be i i don't think i can even guess uh, i'm hoping it's 300 or under because i really kind of want this but it's not something I had as a kid, so I'm not as attached to it as some other stuff. Um, but that that was pretty exciting. To, I didn't think they would ever do the Attorney of Playset. Although a lot of a lot of people are asking, and rightfully so, where's Snake Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but speaking of you know, kind of castles and and things of that nature, Brian, that kind of leads us into in, into NECA and some of the stuff they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So they announced uh, Dungeons of Dragons. So they're doing an Ultimates line and a Retro line, finishing up the Lost Wave that was never finished for Dungeons of Dragons back when those figures were made uh, many years ago. So they're going to finish up that wave. So they actually worked with all the original creators with the original molds, the original designs, concept art to actually faithfully make those last few figures of the line. Pretty cool. And then on top of that, they're doing their own ultimate modern tooling versions of Dungeons and Dragons figures. So pretty cool there. Those look great. Yeah, they do. They look pretty amazing. Um, they're going back to a property they've once had before in E.T. and celebrating the anniversary of E.T. Um, and uh, basically they're uh, re-releasing with some updates here and there for paint and tooling. Um, for the ET figures that came out, you might remember those from Toys R Us back in the day. Um, on the plastic bubbles, they'll be re releasing yep. those 
uh, newer updates, same basic figures, including a couple of new ones, uh, characters, ones, uh, especially one that has a light up LED, uh, turn on your hot light, please don't, <laughs> please don't, uh, knock us for uh copyright infringement there that was my terrible impression of uh of neil diamond uh for which is the actual song from yep. the soundtrack of et look it up people um <laughs> and uh but they'll be re-releasing it in the ultimates line um in the ultimates uh box uh window box um tmnt uh is the the machine keeps rolling um uh, a lot more tune figures so many that you can explode in your own home um <laughs> oh my gosh uh i'm at the point where i'm i i said no moss on the tune line i can't do anymore it's getting too deep and crazy for me even so much that i may even sell some of the ones i have um and uh but they are it looks like they teased us pretty hard without telling us uh the sewer diorama uh, pieces they showed three different um it was set up for display there were three different modular uh sewer layer pieces one that was a kitchen one was donnie's uh uh lab and then one was the living space um but we'll see if those are actual sewer layers or not that nothing was really confirmed or said it was kind of just teased if you will um and then also the biggest announcement for tmnt was an expansion and continuation of the Lash Ronin line, which is awesome. And we know that the Lash Ronin is definitely going to continue because at SCCC, um, uh, my boy Ben Bishop, as I am a Bish kid, um, as part of the the, the, the Bish kid club, uh, as we call ourselves, uh, Ben Bishop, one of the main artists that worked on Lash Ronin, he worked a lot on the uh, – on the flashback sequences. He did all the art for those. He will be doing all the art for the Lost Years uh, miniseries that will be coming out in uh, the fall of this year. So I'm um, really happy and, and happy for him um, and the work that he's doing with Turtles. I mean, he's a lifelong fan that's living out his dream, like drawing Turtles. And now he's working for working with and collaborating with the people he uh, admired as a kid around the same age as me. So it's pretty cool to see that. Um, and uh, so also Mirage is, we finally saw the look of the new Mirage turtles of what they'll look like. When I say new Mirage, I mean, it's still the old Mirage turtles, but they are new renditions of the Mirage turtles. They aren't the same re-releases that they came out with for San Diego Comic-Con back in 2008, which I have. These are more in kind of like a modern semi-modern Eastman look, but they're definitely Mirage style. Um, and they also showcased um, some more Mirage figures that are coming, including uh, the one that people were most kind of excited to see was Splinter. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So they kind of they, they kind of hid a last Ronin figure in one of the displays. Yes, they did. It was a Fred Wolf looking. And if, when yeah. I say Fred Wolf, that's the producer of the cartoon from 87 um and uh everybody's like hmm what does this mean does this yeah. mean your guys are going to get a little weird now with doing fred wolf style figures of characters that weren't in the series so 
We'll see what that means. We'll see what that means down the road, but I'm sure they'll announce. They said they're going to announce NECA will be a power con and at New York comic con. So they're going to be announcing new stuff at each con. So they're spreading out their stuff over the year. So they didn't show everything at STCC, but I think we'll get more of an idea at those two shows. Um, another big thing that NECA showed was uh, one of their first new lines that they announced. They said they'll announce a new property at each show this year. And this show was about dinosaurs. And if anyone knows, this was a series in the 90s made by Brian Henson alongside ABC Studios and Disney Studios. It's, you know, it has a pretty loyal following. And I know oh, yeah. like we still reference it to this day, like Sarah and I and her Not family, we reference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the one everybody kind of references, but yep. That was a great show. And I, I knew like when I saw the Mirage figures for turtles, I was like, Ooh, that has, you know, I know you, you love the Mirage stuff. So I was like, I and wonder. that's why I'm selling some of the tunes. <laughs> yep. I am making room for focusing on Mirage and movie. That's all I'm focused on. They didn't show any new stuff for the movies, which means I think they're saving that for New York comic con. Oh yeah. Um, I think they're saving that for NYCC, which makes sense. They usually uh, focus heavy on the movie there. No surprise. Um, <laughs> think of location um, but then that turns over to Hasbro um, which we also have more Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> yeah so they're doing their Dungeons and Dragons from I think this one's based on the new the movie film. that's coming out yeah. yeah the trailer was also shown for the first time at SDCC at, uh, and uh, some nice synergy there from Hasbro yep um, and there were all the exclusives were there uh and Chris, so there were some issues with the exclusives, huh? Yeah. So uh, what was frustrating in-person attendees is that they were supposed to be handing out QR codes and you were only supposed to be able to get these via the QR code. And then they would go up for non-attendees later. Well, people were post like when they would go live with the QR code, people were able to find links. Now you couldn't find it by going to Pulse and just searching for it. It was but if you had the link, and I don't know how people found these links, you could get it. So I had my Dr. Mindbender on preview night done over with secured. <laughs> you know, wow. but, but there was a video of somebody like talking to Emily from the GI Joe team that was very frustrated because he had the QR code and then they go to the site and it would say sold out. So like they would only be up for maybe an hour or so and then they'd be sold out. But then later on in the weekend, um, they were up for on Saturday, you know, so they were, people were frustrated at the beginning, but Saturday and Sunday, I think they were up for hours, you know? So, um, I think it, it worked itself out in the end, but at the beginning there, people were frustrated because they're like, how are these non-attendees grabbing, you know, stuff that's supposed to be for attendee only, you know? Um, and I nice. should, you know, I, I shoot the links, you know, cause I found, I saw them out there and I shared them with every, you know, like in our text group and whatever. So, I mean, most people were able to secure their stuff. No problem. If you weren't an attendee, but like I said, they kind of worked out the kinks and by Saturday and Sunday, I think they were, those were up for hours. I mean, you know, like hours. So another interesting thing we got right before the con kind of started was a press release from Hasbro talking about their, their plastic free packaging initiative. Right. And what they said is that plastic packaging will stay for collector lines. So some of the examples they gave were like TVC retro star Wars, black series, like they've done for, for the anniversaries of the movies, Marvel retro, 
Um, so I think like that, I would imagine the GI Joe O ring stuff is kind of like going to be that way. And then um, I would say the GI Joe classified retro, but that's only eight figures and they've already revealed those, but that's good news for collectors. It is going to be a plant-based plastic. So we'll see how long that lasts. You know, what I'm, what I'm told is that breaks down a lot faster. So there may be issues down the line, um, but at least people can have that look. So I think it's the best of, of both worlds. Um, yeah. And it's nice yeah. to see them acknowledging the collectors and saying, yeah. Hey, we know people keep these on card and, and we're going to, we're going to keep that. So black series, though, regular black series, regular Marvel legends, regular power Rangers, regular uh, classifieds. Those are all still, they're not changing that. So what I'm going to suggest is, Make sure you stick with your pre-orders because yeah. <laughs> in-person buying, unless you buy it straight from the case, is going to be tough. Yeah, there's there's already people that have said out there that they will open the figure in the aisle to make sure that what they're bringing, what they're planning to buy. And you should. Honestly, it, you should. I mean, it, it, it's people were doing it with the bubble. It's only going to be worse. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, that's just... Scammers are going to scam, but, um, but anyway, nice, nice touch for the collectors out there that keep stuff on card. Um, so transformers. Yep. Uh, you know, they showed some new stuff. I, nothing I was really, uh, you know, that grabbed me, I'm sure for transformers fans out there, it was pretty cool, but I was surprised we didn't get a snarl, which is the fourth Dinobot. It's the Stegosaurus announcement. Um, cause there are, you know, there have been, uh, um, some stuff floating around that, it was revealed accidentally. Um, so I was surprised. I think we'll probably get that at PulseCon. Uh, Power Rangers. Wow. Power Rangers. No presence at all at San Diego Comic-Con. I was going to say, I booth. didn't see anything. Man, I'll tell you what. The Power Ranger community is, there's a lot of questions right now coming from fans and what's going on with this line. And I'm right there with them. I actually... <laughs> I canceled my Zap Megazord. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then I promptly reordered it I when, know. when the pre-orders for the Zap Dragon Sword <laughs> and uh and and then it was a classic Chris move. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but they announced uh they didn't even announce it, it just kind of dropped. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. Only, yeah, and so Metallic White was in stock, and we've been seeing him showing up in other countries. Um, but he wasn't formally announced. And then Zap Dragonzord just went up. And the only reason I knew about these two is, and I'm kind of going to give a little bit away here as we get there. But so uh, in our Rogue 12 chat, friend of ours sent the, a picture of the Sergeant Slaughter. And I was like, oh, cool. When is he going? I'm like, yeah, I want that figure. When's he going up? He's like, he's up now. So I quickly drop, you know, what I'm doing and go to Pulse. And that's how I saw these two were up there. And I was like, ah. oh, so we are getting zap Dragonzord, and so it kind of reassured the power rangers community okay we're not the line isn't dead you know because there's been a lot of talk about oh the line is is dying it's they're they're putting a fork you know fork in it but um but still i don't know what's going on with that line they've had one fan first event this year which was an absolute joke of a fan first event they didn't really, you know, all the stuff that was on there, people, you know, they'd already talked about, so they didn't reveal anything. And then wave 12 is showing up in other countries uh, and they haven't even revealed it yet. And then wave 13 starts their plastic free packaging. So the thought process is they're going to have to announce wave 12 before PulseCon 
because PulseCon were supposed to get looks at the plastic free packaging. So mm. um, what's good for me is that I'm really slowing down on Power Rangers because I pretty much got my Mighty Morphin squad now. I'm missing a couple of the Ninjetti that haven't come out yet. But so now it's just going to collect the, uh, the the individual Ranger teams that I like uh, when they come out. I'm pretty much, I don't think I'm going to go much further with monsters or any of the other ancillary stuff. So kind of like you with, with, you know, the tune stuff. Oh yeah. It's just getting too, too crazy. Yeah. So Marvel legends. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were excited about some quirky stuff like Spider-Man is amazing friends. That was a nice little, uh, th- th- those guys are fun, man. Uh, yeah. I, I love, I love the Marvel legends team. Um, Heralds of Galactus, which I think was pretty much expected um, to go alongside Galactus, which will be hitting home soon. Um, I know they're and getting close to, to ready to ship those out. Yep. Um, and I did, they did update. So on, um, oh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Um, is it Terex? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah. Terex. Yeah. They updated the, they updated it. So he used to have like ball hips and I guess they've updated the articulation there. So it's not, he doesn't have those horrible ball hips. Now that was, that was the first builder figure when they brought legends back in 2015. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, some more Disney plus characters and, and rounding out some characters we hadn't gotten yet. I like the, um, he who remains uh, uh, basically is is uh, another variant of Kang um, yep. that we saw in Loki. Um, also, another version of Loki, um, the classic Loki. Some other figures as well. Did um, we really need that version? That version of Loki? Like, I'm like, did Loki sell well enough to demand the version of him without the jacket? I'm that's just, yeah, without sorry. the jacket. Yeah, that one was weird. The classic Loki. Yeah, the or classic Loki was awesome. Great. Yeah. It looks great. Um, also, we had uh, some new retro figures. Um, let's talk about soft goods. That was pretty cool to see Beast with his lab coat. Um, that that one was definitely went over well with the fan base, um, as well as a retro Scorpion. They were not difficult to grab on pre-order when they went up. Um, also, myself included, we're really excited to see more of the Symbiote 5 announced. Um, and, uh, those are some of the main symbiote characters, especially if you're going back to the nineties where we had games like maximum carnage that came out and, um, what was the name of the other game? Um, separation anxiety. Like there were some really cool games for the Genesis and super Nintendo. And, and they definitely, that's where they kind of really made their name. Um, in those, we also had razor back. Um, which is, as many may know in the collected community, a figure that definitely came from the hopes and dreams of one Robo <laughs> from the Foosh. So, yeah, everyone knows he's been wanting that figure and, and they made it literally for him. And, and he had a nice little moment at SDCC um, with it. Um, so definitely that was look really that cool. Up. Yeah, definitely look yeah. that up, that video. It's cute. It's pretty cute to see. Um and he was already making comments about what figure he wanted to get next year. So, <laughs> well, he, he mentioned yeah. on, like, I watched their live cast yeah. on Sunday. They literally yeah. got home. Uh, they literally got home and then, like, did a live cast an hour afterwards, him and Veebs. And he was talking a little bit about his experience with that. And he was like, it kind of, they handed it to me, but then I had to give it back. 
<laughs> and then uh, we have that uh, we we saw Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, the the trailer hit too, um, at the Marvel tra- at the Marvel uh, panel at STCC. Um, yep. But also we saw uh, a lot of the the legacy figures went up too for mm-hmm. Black Panther. So we saw Mbaku for only twenty four ninety nine. Uh gosh, that figure was a build a figure, and I, I remember I eventually got it for like forty five bucks. But I don't want to talk about. Um, <laughs> I w- I played the long game. I'm gonna. Yeah, win. you did. <laughs> Congratulations. And you know what else though? Like Koi too. I know. Uh, well, that's just what I was gonna say. So I don't think th- I, they're not doing a Koi legacy, are they? Yeah, they are. Well, yeah, uh, there you go. I waited yeah, on that one too. Yeah, so. wait on that one too, man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm totally gonna wait on Mantis now. Screw it. Oh Mantis, yeah, wait on I am it. waiting. I am waiting for you. You're the only member I have left to fulfill my Marvel Endgame uh setup. It's the only character I've left to get is Mantis. Um and then um the Haslab uh uh teaser. Uh it's it, it, the more they showed a few teases over the whole weekend. Yeah, and it's definitely Robbie, uh, Robbie's version of Ghost Rider. Um, it's the same version we see in the Agents of Shield. Um, that that's the one we saw depicted on screen. It's the Agents of Shield, but also that obviously is based off of Robbie from the comics. Um, yeah. but we're also celebrating the 50th anniversary of Ghost Rider, which that logo came up next to the Haslab name. So my guess, if it's the Haslab, it's probably got to be the car. Um, and that thing is going to look insane if, if they're putting all this effort into it for HasLab, I'm excited to see that. I wouldn't buy it cause I'm not a big ghostwriter person, but for those who collect, I think it's going to sell really well. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I pretty much figured it wasn't going to be a cycle because they've done ghostwriter cycles yeah. in, the, in the past, but you know, here's an interesting thing that came up today. Uh, you know, we were chatting about it in our group. Because, I mean, Ghost Rider is one of those that doesn't really, he doesn't really do much for me. I'm interested to see where they're going to take this. But somebody said, wouldn't it be cool if some of the stretch goals were like legacy? So you have the original Ghost Rider on the horse and then Ghost Rider with Ooh, the cycle. The guns, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Ghost Rider with the car. And I'm like, those yeah, would be some sweet unlocks. Cool, so, man. and I think that would really plus this because I think that this is Sentinel and Galactus have a very wide appeal. I think this is focus is, is I think this will do well. I'm not worried about it funding. At oh, all. I think it'll fund. Yeah. But I think that this is going to be a much narrow, much narrower uh, slice of that community than oh, the agree. other two were. Oh, I agree. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But Ghost Rider is, is a classic legacy character. So I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I do want to see a freaking danger room. That'd be cool. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. That might tempt me. Uh, <laughs> um, so back where it all begins, Star Wars and the wonderful Star Wars team. Um, <laughs> dripping with sarcasm, Brian. Um, so the vintage <laughs> collection, um, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll mention the vintage collection, flip it to you for Black Series. Okay. Okay. So uh, TVC, uh, we saw uh, Luke from uh, The Look of Mandalorian. We saw Cal Kestis from the upcoming sequel, uh, Jedi Survivor, and a Clatoonian Raider. Um, and we also saw Boba Fett Starship again. 
This is the um, third time I believe they're releasing yeah, this mold. Yeah, yeah, this mold, but with uh, the Book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett. Yep. Um, and then we saw some pipeline reveals in TVC line. We saw that they're starting to finish up some Return of the Jedi stuff here, um, which makes sense with the anniversary down the road um, next year in 2023. Um, Han Endor look, um, Admiral Piet, a speeder bike with a biker scout, which is much. Uh, people are excited about that one probably the most. Um, and uh, new phase two clone. So uh, uh, one prequel one thrown in there. You know, I'm kind of, I, I feel like we just got a Han Endor in TVC. I don't know. Maybe I'm confusing we that with something else. But yeah, I know we got that one, but I feel like there was a Han Endor not too long ago. But uh, yeah, I think the speeder, right. the yeah. speeder bike with the biker scout is, you know, where, where people are. I kind of people have been wanting that for a while. Yeah. yeah. The last one sold really well, that, you know, so, um, but with Black Series, and, you know, I'm going to just point out, if you collect these and you like this line, I'm not knocking you. Have at it, right? But for me, the credit collection wave three and the Halloween figures, those were some real head scratchers. Like, I don't get. <laughs> I, 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 I laugh I, I, at the company now. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is I mean, ridiculous. Or as I, I like mean- to. I like to call the one Halloween figure. It's the it's the uh, Johnny in his Halloween costume from Karate Kid. Yes. <laughs> Talk about the Wookiee one. That oh one, my goodness! Oh, it, it's the skinny chrysanthemum. Yep. <laughs> mold with with cat ears or something. With cat ears. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking, man. The coolest like, the coolest thing about that figure is the pale is the is the little. Uh, jack-o'-lantern pale he comes yes with, which that's is, the only cool yep. thing oh uh, and oh sweet jesus and, obviously and the credit series just needs yeah. to die it needs to die i'm so tired of repaints that cost three dollars more than the original molds did like it, it's ridiculous i yep. mean come on could you be more obvious with what you're trying to do as a company with this line and you know, and and obviously the credit collection is selling well enough that they continue to do it. So there are people buying it, but you know, I question are are people buying it because they're enjoying them, or are people buying them because they're they're you know they're they're completists with Hasbro Star Wars, and so it's like, well, right. I have to have at least one. And I I get that logic, so I'm I, you know I'm 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 not going to go too hard in the paint there, but for me these were head scratchers, and for me. I know that Hasbro has come out because these are all exclusive somewhere. Hasbro has come out and said that when they're exclusive, they're not taking up, you know, uh, they're not taking up slots for other figures in the regular line. But I also feel like, well, this is resources that you could be utilizing to maybe give us a new figure and maybe make that figure an exclusive or something. But Oh, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, it's going to save me some money, and I'm fine with that. So <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Mandalorian figures. Uh, so we got Luke, um, you know, like we did the Luke from Mandalorian. We got HK47, which I I had to have someone tell me where he was. I was like, who? Where was he in Mandalorian? Um, so I kind of forgot. So that instantly said, yeah, I don't need him. Um <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, we got another Grogu. I really like this pose. They have him in that sitting pose. 
but I'm not spending $24 on, on Grogu with accessories that we've, except for the macaroons. I think we've gotten all those accessories before 25 bucks. No, no. You sold us the original one for like 10 bucks. Yeah. Um, so that was a, you know, I know the original didn't have the pram, but. And speaking one, about packaging and trying to be good about packaging, you're yeah. doing the exact opposite by taking such tiny stuff and shoving it in such a massive oh, box. Absolutely. Talk about hypocritical. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, and I'm trying to remember, oh, Miggs Mayfield, which is probably the figure. I, him Most and Luke, people are excited about Him and Luke one, were yeah. the ones. Yeah. And so those are the two that I'm picking up. Uh, the other two are, I'm like, nope, I, I like that Grogu in the sitting pose. But again, I'm not paying $25 for that. Um, and then we got uh, Return of the Jedi 40th. Um, so it's basically going to be like those those ones we got for Star Wars and Empire. Yep. And to be expected, I'm just going to say, poor Lando. <laughs> I, picked a, I, I played the long game and I hit a Ollie's in New Orleans when I was visiting and I got me my Lando for nine dollars. There you go. I mean, I waited. This one they're going to do, it's going to be Lando Skiffguard, uh, which there currently is in the archives. The archives series. Wave. Yeah. And then they're going to re-put it on this card. So he's going to be hanging around, you know, but a lot of these are repacks to be expected. A lot of these are figures we've really just gotten recently. Han, Endor, Leia, Endor, um, you know, Luke Jedi. Which, long game for the win. Yeah. So, so <laughs> new, yeah, this is the one I wanted to talk about. So we're getting yeah. Wicket, which is new, but Paplu was only available in that in that pack from San Diego. Right. Two thousand. Well, it was supposed to be San Diego, two thousand twenty. I think it ended up being PulseCon. Yeah, and that was, massive folding out box. Yeah, and you and I both pre-ordered it, and then canceled our pre-orders Correct. later after thinking about it. And I know, I think you wanted the speeder bike and Paplu, and I just wanted Paplu, and we both decided it wasn't worth paying the price of that pack. Uh, we we were going to rip open the pack anyway, which kind of defeats the purpose of paying the inflated price for the packaging. Exactly. Well, here we go. Paplu for the win. We both we we both won the long game on this one. Yes, we did. It's so gratifying. It really is. Um, and then we were getting uh, Endor Rebel Commando a deluxe, and then hopefully th- this one will actually be a true deluxe, like. Maybe there'll be two head sculpts, so you'll have two different, um, two different style characters. Um, you know, you'll have you know different, uh, different kinds of accessories, backpacks, different weapons. Who knows? They may do like they did with the Hoth Trooper, where they have that faceplate. They're able to kind of do that faceplate where right. you can swap it, and then you have the different accessories to give you different looks. Um, I'm disappointed though to see that if they're going to go that same route that now that's a deluxe when the Hoth one was a regular edition figure. Oh, that's so right. I hope that they're going to pack in some extras and then they're going to do. And I, I don't know if this is a repack or not, but I have to imagine it is the Boba Fett uh, that we just got for return of the Jedi. Um, they just gave us that figure. So I would imagine this is going to be a repack on a, like a deluxe. It's okay. I got card. my coming. I'll be fine. I got the first version before they jacked. And I got the, the first prices. version too. So, yeah, I got and my then, options and I got the diamond select. So, you know, I got enough options. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and then pipeline reveals Brian, take Woo! away this first one. Yes! Cause this one we're both excited about. This is my moment has come for a random Jedi character to be made. K 
Kiati Mundi. That's my boy, my binary head, crazy dude, rite of passage comic, came on screen. I actually have the, I've met the actor that's played this role. Uh, Carson. I got his autograph. Carson. Yep. yep. I can't yep. remember. His, yeah. Yep. I have his autograph on the Hasbro six scale figure. Um, that's what I have his auto on. Um, so, yes. Yes. Bring me some more Jedi. Well, we're getting talking about we're getting Ala Sakura. So now we're getting this one. So I'm like, we're we're getting there, which is encouraging. Wait, how is Black Crescent in the pipeline when they've already released one? So and and there was some clarification around this. Um, At least, you know, this is what they're telling us is that the version that they gave us is a comic version. And that version was already planned before the show came out. And so, uh-huh, uh-huh. so, so this one, you know, so obviously that one's built on the Chewbacca body. It's horrible. They, they, they took lumps for this and rightfully so. Um, and so they're going to take another Made crack excuses. at it for book of Boba Fett. And so hopefully we get it. You have to put it on a new body. Cause Peter Mayhew is very it's lanky and, and the guy who plays black or is a big dude. <laughs> Cause that's a figure I would consider buying if they did it right me too um because yep. that's that's a really cool character and looks great toyetically so but if he's like big, that word if he's big like that he'll probably be a deluxe and now you're talking me out of it okay hot toys <laughs> put me out of croissant <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not saying it'll be deluxe i'm just saying if we're, if it's a bigger figure with the you know a little bit bulkier than a chewbacca it might you know that's that's the mo they've been going with <laughs> and then we're going to get another mando with a dark saber uh course well yeah yeah you know yeah and then we got we got retro coming with return of the jedi yep uh set and then we got a new hope is coming out with another set um which is gonna have the second six of the original 12 carded card backs we talked about um on a last show um and the one of the coolest things about that is a vac metalized R2 and C3PO. That has got to be the coolest thing, I think. That, in my opinion, one of the coolest things that was shown Star Wars wise at the panel. And, and I'm not gonna because we're we're running long as it is, so I'm not gonna go into <laughs> it. But but go watch the Star Wars Action News interview of the Hasbro team. They ask some questions about the vac metalization and why they can do it now and if they can do it with, with other figures. So go watch right. that and That's and good. you can. Yep. Um, I did just want to point out on that Return of the Jedi retro collection. I found it odd that they didn't put Wicked in there. Now, I called, honestly, I called all of the figures that were in there, except for Palpatine. We thought I thought he'd be too big of a figure to do on the retro, and I thought that they'd put Wicked instead of Lando Skiffguard. But I called the rest of them. Interesting choices, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have thought you would have wanted to put Wicked in there. He's pretty iconic for that. For that film, yeah. 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 And, and I got to throw this out there. Oh, yeah. The man with the whip and the hat will return to action figures. Uh, come this PulseCon, we're going to get our first look at Indiana Jones Five and the Search for Something. Um, and uh, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get we'll learn a little bit at D23 in September, which is uh, the the official fan club for Disney, and they hold their convention every couple of years in Anaheim. Um, that's happening in September, so I'm sure we'll get probably get a title for the film i would guess by then um and then uh right after that at the end of that month of september 30th and october 1st we're supposed to get our first looks 
or teases or something for Indiana Jones. I'm hoping this this uh, is just the first of many merchandise items that come out for Indy because it is something. It is one franchise that has not had a lot of stuff. I know Lego stuff has been uh, rumored already. Lego. Um, I think some re-releases of some of the original sets, which is unusual. They usually don't re-release things, um, especially this many years later, because the last time those came out were in 08. So quite it's quite some time ago. Um, but uh should be cool to see. And now, yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, I think that they had mentioned that they're probably going to start with uh, um they're going to start with uh, other figures. So it won't be the new movie that gets figures right away. Yeah. So I'm hoping we get, uh, cause uh, what I want is a six inch Raiders of the lost Ark Indy is really yeah. what I want. I'm not, I like Indy, but I'm, I haven't been a big toy collector of Indy. Um, but I think there are a lot of people excited about this and I would love to have oh, like yeah. that definitive version of Indy. What, uh, what made the line good back in 08. Um was obviously not the the head sculpts were that fantastic with the technology then of three and three quarter, but the playset pieces and the deluxe sets that came with the figures were so cool, man. Um, you had like the the golden idol scene. You had um, the scene where it's like throw me the whip, I throw you the idol, but it, you could the, your character could fall into the pit or not. Um, you had the the map room scene, like they, they did such a good job with that. I hope they continue that style. Um, not, not just like three and three quarter, but like the play set pieces. And I think that's what makes Indy so cool is not just Indy, but what he goes after and the situations he's in. Absolutely. So like listen you to said, that Hasbro, make sure you listen to our podcast this month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean the potential to, you know, I, I really hope they do that line justice. It feels like, you know, it's due the response is there and they've, I don't think they've done Indy in the six inch scale. So no, never, never. Yeah, the only so th- closest thing we got was Disney parks did a one off. Well, two off, I should say they did one for Raiders and one for temple of doom. Yeah. I think in some Disney parks, you can still find the temple of doom one. Um, it's been on the shelves with collecting dust for years. Um, but they were like six or seven inch scale, kind of more NECA uh, level scale. Uh, figures with some accessories with really terrible head sculpts. Yeah. So I, I hope they do this line justice. Um, there's definitely a, a, a want out there for these. So we'll, we'll see what comes at PulseCon. but uh, the last one on our list is in, and I'm going to say, so it's GI Joe classified. And in my opinion, this is Hasbro's hottest property right now. So it is. You, you could say Transform. I think Transformers would be a solid two, and then Marvel Legends would be right there at three. Um, but if you, you know, if you're looking at what sells out on the site and what's hard to pre-order and stuff, it's GI Joe, and they're just going all out on this. So uh, we talked about it earlier. Sergeant Slaughter went up on Friday. It's a fan channel. Uh, they revealed some. They they had Yojo June where they revealed some name only characters that were coming to the line. They dropped quite a few and they did that here too. So we're getting low light. Uh, I, I love that figure um, or that character. He's a sniper. So I'm excited about that. And then we're getting uh trouble bubble with flight pod or flight pod with the televiper. Uh, those are exciting. So we're starting to get vehicles in this line besides motorcycles, which is very welcome. Um, the motorcycle thing gets tiring very fast. Um, so it's nice to see that they're doing some smaller stuff to build out 
And it really will be some nice stuff to go with your his tank if you get it. Uh, they revealed the last two retro, which is uh, Crimson Guard. And the color scheme is going to be more in, in line with the classic. Uh, after seeing both versions, I'm probably going to need two of each. Uh, <laughs> and then Snake Eyes, another version. I think this is the seventh version of Snake Eyes on a line that's only three years old. So um, your mileage may vary there, but it is the Commando, not the Ninja version. Uh, they showed us some early development sneak peeks of rock and roll, torpedo, copperhead, and shipwreck. And the one thing I'll say is these guys are packed out with accessories, especially torpedo. Um, so it's nice to see that. And then the GI Joe team talked about I, somebody had asked at their Q and A at the panel, um, and, and it was hard to make out from from uh, the video we posted. And, and even he said that the room was small um it's a smaller room than they typically get and it was a weird layout uh but someone had asked how they're able to show stuff like this when other teams can't and they they said that they're able to do these name only reveals and sneak peeks of showing us the development like how the figure progresses how it starts as you know the, the black and white then the painted and, and stuff because they own the ip on this so because it's their ip they don't have to get approval from from a Lucasfilm or a, or a Marvel, um, which leads back to the mouse, they can they can make these decisions themselves. They showed the his tank in person, very impressive. You actually kind of get um, a little bit of a uh, an idea of the size, although everyone that saw it there is saying you still can't get a proper perspective of the size through a picture. Um, and then the big one was they. Revealed, and we've known this figure was coming, but they revealed Serpentor with Air Chariot. Now, we didn't know the Air Chariot was coming, um, and this will be a PulseCon exclusive. We don't have a price yet, but already people are saying they wouldn't be surprised if this is $80 to $100. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a huge uh, Serpentor fan. I kind of think the character is a little silly of how he was created, and then <laughs> And then you don't want to get me started on Cobra Law. That's a whole nother thing. But oh my um, gosh! But I did have this character growing up. We did have the Air Chariot in the small form. So um, I don't know. We'll have to see. If they told me, yes, we're going to do a regular version in the line later on without the Air Chariot, I'd probably just wait and get that because I, I don't feel like I'd need that. But I was hoping they would do that with Mindbender, and they didn't. So they got me to buy the more expensive deluxe version because i don't know if we're getting a regular version um i may just keep him boxed up in, in the hopes that maybe we get that and i can just sell off the exclusive but we'll see what happens here but I, I mean it was exciting though i have to say the air chariot looks fantastic um the gi joe team right now they are really hitting on all cylinders and and i want to also point out that i think that action force and classified you know, they can, they're, they're, they're interchangeable. You can have them go together and Bobby kind of designed them so they could do that. Although action force leans more real world and GI Joe's got some of that fantasy element to it, but there's also competition between these lines. And I think it's driving them both to be better. And we, as the consumers are winning and the GI Joe team has really righted the ship on this line. And it's exciting. It's exciting to see what we're getting. Um, it's just a matter of how long is it going to take to get stuff to us. So, right. Yeah. But I'm, 
really excited for classified that is between that and action force i think that's where a bulk of my collecting dollars are going to be going over the next year or so so um but that's a lot of information so that kind of concludes as we come you know, up on two hours yeah, of fun it's a long show to everyone so as you're taking a long trip <laughs> yeah you know listen to this podcast it, it'll help you get through it um i kind of want yeah you know um or you know uh listen to us while you're at work yeah um, yeah. whatever and then hit us on our you know come talk to us on our socials and let us Absolutely. know what you think of of the stuff that was shown um but i just kind of wanted to wrap it up with like like some quick final thoughts and i kind of had two questions with with the final thoughts like what property or license impressed you the most and then what one item impressed you the most yeah let us know let us know what it is um and uh you can do so um on uh, our main two outlets are, are just like everyone is Facebook and Twitter. Um, but also you can connect with us on Instagram as well, if that's your place to be. Um, also, I, I, I do want to mention, as Chris talked about, um, the two things that, that hit him most. Two things for me. I'm going to leave you with two things that really hit me. Um, one was uh, the Batman 1989 stuff. Oh my gosh. Um, from Hot Toys, that stuff blew me away. I did not expect to see the back computer from 1980. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, or to see a retooled, updated Hot Toys Michael Keaton from Batman, uh, from the original Batman film by Tim Burton. I did not expect that at all. And then number two, I mentioned it earlier and I gushed over it a while and my wife is probably more excited about it than I am, but I, I do appreciate great art when I see it. And the Frankie Unborn piece, which still hasn't been put up yet. Gorgeous, gorgeous piece. Definitely take a moment out of your day and look that up. Just if you appreciate art and sculpture, it's it's just a, a breathtaking piece to look at um, from a sideshow. Um, so th those are two things that that really stood out to me from the show alongside all of the news. And and obviously I'm obsessed with the Mirage and Lash Ronin stuff, but that goes without saying. Um, but uh, after our two hour epic extravaganza of all that has happened to us in the last month and a half, um, we do want you to remember that you need to collect what you enjoy and enjoy what you collect um, and really focus on what means the most to you. And uh, we want to make sure that you all are, are staying happy and healthy out there and staying healthy with your collecting, as we've mentioned a few times today. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Well, Brian, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Come back next month to hear us talk toys and collectibles on Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast. Until next time, we wish you good luck on your toy hunt.
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this show, we would love a five-star review on iTunes. You can find Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast on Facebook at Thrill of the Hunt Collector Podcast. There you can interact with us and find links to our other social media channels. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed in this show are those of the hosts and belong solely to them. This podcast is not affiliated with any of the toy companies or licenses mentioned in the show. This show may not be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without express written consent from the hosts.